0: Hello, and welcome to episode 144 of the Gaming Fix podcast. On this October 24th, 2020, I am your host, back from a week off. Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite word that you cannot remember the definition for, Andre Cole. I said that already, didn't I? I don't you even did. know.
1: Wait, is that, yeah, is, is, that, no, is that the
0: no. word you My name's Otter Cole. No, no. You know what? Definition for you? Normally, normally I just leave this up for you y'all to answer. But uh, this week, you know what? I'll share my my word that I cannot remember the definition of is apocryphal. Oh, it's like old. It's like no. It's not.
2: <laughs> well, well, it's, like, it's.
0: It is a story. So this yeah. is uh, somewhat appropriate. It is a story <laughs> that has been passed around that uh, is deemed kind of legitimate, even though it is not.
3: Oh it's interesting. Uh, I me, always, look. I always assumed that it was. Uh, let me. So here is
0: according to Google. A, yeah, a, I'm looking. Let's up. see of a story or statement of doubtful authenticity, although widely circulated as being true.
3: I knew that part, but I was also thinking it was old. I thought the key part there was that it was, like, an old story. But it's I mean, like, apparently. I think
0: part of that is, like, apocryphal
3: things are kind of yeah, old I by mean, nature. I think it's because of the association with uh, the Bible. Because people always talk about Maybe. the Bible as apocryphal.
0: Yeah. Uh, I came across it in a horror film class where I can't remember what book or what movie we were talking about. Wait, but, uh, a
1: horror film class? Oh, yeah, I took
3: a we horror, about horror
0: film class too. Yeah, yeah. It, was,
1: it, was it was great.
0: great. It was we university? we watched horror films. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Community College. We talked oh, about yep. uh, okay. That this is the voice of uh, Pat Cotter and yeah. Alex. Hey, with me so today.
1: What, like, what? Like, are we watching like classic horror movies or?
0: No, oh, we watched all sorts of stuff. We Ooh. watched, uh, we watched like Dracula. We watched, uh, let's see what else. We watched Cabin watched, in the Woods. Watched we Dr. watched Dr. Acula. Uh, yes. Uh, we watched Ginger Snaps. We watched. What? Uh,. Yeah, have you heard of Ginger Snaps? Yeah. It's a Canadian I've seen Snaps. Yeah. Can, yeah. <laughs> uh, my teacher said it is one of the best horror, f- horror movies ever made. I don't know if I agree with her, but she was one of the best teachers I had in uh,
3: university. It's good, though. I had a. Uh, we watched. If in you've my not class. seen
0: Ginger Snaps, I, you should watch Ginger Snaps this Halloween season. It's a good movie this Halloween season. It's a great movie about uh, the horrors of puberty.
3: Yeah. Um, we watched, uh, the, Let me think? We watched Rosemary's Baby, um, Mm. which I would not subject college kids to now (laughs) as an adult, but hey, it is a classic, uh, it's a fucked up movie, but it's a classic. Um, we watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the seventies version. Mm. Mine was a horror and science fiction literature class, but it Mm. definitely, it leaned horror.
0: We watched Candyman. Oh yeah.
1: uh, that's a great movie. In my
0: I, candy, I that was one of the uh, most eye-opening uh kind of uh y- units I guess for because we were talking about a lot um about black representation in film and horror film it just in general and like how by centering the white by uh basically you need to put black people more at the center and not just have them be the villains or not just be the good people. You need to have them in all experiences. And also you need to make whiteness, not like the central normal s- spot mm-hmm. in the story and making whiteness strange. Uh And so make it so it's not the default in the story Uh to yeah. really kind of broach all the preconceived notions that we have about storytelling. And that is like, that unit in particular uh, really changed the way I think about a lot of media.
3: Yeah. We, That's my fair. class was, was specifically a literature class, but it was, we watched a lot of movies and it was like as mm-hmm. much film. Um, but uh, I don't want to out, like, I don't want to allude to who, where I took the class or who the teacher was. We did not, we almost aggressively did not talk about race and ethnicity culture mm-hmm. in Horror, so I'm not sure that professor was particularly well equipped to deal with the subject. <laughs> uh, uh, I will gladly
0: shout out my professor, Kate Sullivan at Lane Community College, was an awesome teacher, and like I hope she's doing well. And I I learned so much from her classes, and they they really had an impact for the better on me. And
3: my professor yeah, uh, film classes are great. Never did or said anything racist that I remember, but also. <laughs> Was basically like a character from a Lovecraft story uh. in real life. Not in that they were racist, but they, they were like uh, half gorilla, oh, half were, man. No, but they were just <laughs> weird, and they had a very ha- half fish, way half of man speaking. They were like really good. into Southern Gothic. Uh, okay, so I only, ever,
1: I only ever took one film literature class, and it was called Cinema in Hitler's Germany.
2: Oh good. Which was, which wow. was, okay, yeah. It was really
1: interesting because it went all the I'm way sure back to like the, the the Weimar Republic and like we watched stuff like Metropolis and M and like really old classic German movies and how, how that influenced Yeah, and how it influenced like kind of German mentalities. So I took
0: I I saw like As much as I could, I took I did an English minor in college, and as much as I could, I took film classes. And so I took like maybe half of more than half of my English classes were film classes. I took gender on film, and one of the one of like the sections we did, we watched parts of. I think we compared and contrasted Tomb Raider with X Men Origins Wolverine. What? (laughs) And it was like the way that. Angelina Jolie was framed in like the intro to the Tomb Raider movie with the way um, Hugh Jackman was portrayed with um, in X-Men and like how they're both versions of the male gaze. Mm-hmm. And, That's an yeah, interesting comparison for sure. Yeah. It was, it was very, very funny that I was like, I'm taking a university film class and we're watching like the climax of X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is just an abysmal, abysmally terrible scene With like the shitty Deadpool and yeah. But it's like, but in this scene, look how they're filming Hugh Jackman and making him look so ripped and cool. And that's supposed to be like a form of male fantasy. It's yeah, it's, uh, you know, it was really something.
1: If I was setting up a college level uh, film literature class, it would all just be about Terminator 2.
0: I watched Terminator one in a film class in college blockbusters. Uh, We watched Jaws star, Star Wars, uh, Terminator one.
1: I like Terminator one more
3: than Terminator two.
1: Oh, I think Terminator two is a perfect film.
0: They, they both have merits.
3: Mm -hmm. It's good. I mean, I think I I like
0: Terminator two more. Uh but like I have the same thing with Alien and it, Aliens. I mean it's an it's an Alien Aliens thing where they're different, move, they're different like, movies. One's yeah. an action movie,
3: one's a horror movie. Exactly, and I always like horror movies more. That's <laughs> <laughs> totally fair.
1: Welcome to gaming uh, fix. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they make
3: video uh, games about Terminator.
1: Yeah. Also they made a good arcade game about And
3: Terminator. Alien. Also, Alien <laughs> and Terminator both had extreme influences on video games. Oh, movies in general have extreme uh, impact of games especially
2: the
0: games we're going to talk about today
3: especially Terminator Hmm. though Terminator is probably one of the most impactful movies on games that maybe exists because a lot of video game stuff uh, was a lot of video games take a lot from Terminator (laughs) like I don't think Duke Nukem would even exist without Terminator
1: Well, I don't Uh, think Duke Nukem would exist without uh, Army of
3: Darkness sure yeah I mean there's plenty of more influences on Duke Nukem but I mean the character is basically like a rude version of the Terminator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when did the first Duke Nukem game come
1: out? Oh, the first Duke Nukem game did not have that. 1991. Though. Okay. Okay.
0: No, I'm just thinking like when did, so 1991, so that would I've, be after the
1: first tournament. Have y'all movie. ever played Duke Nukem 1 and 2? Because they're actually no. really interesting.
0: I the only Duke Nukem game I've played is Duke Nukem Forever, and it is <sighs> wow. one of the few Oof. games in that time period that I never finished, even no. though owning despite owning it.
1: It's bad. Uh, yeah, 3D it's was so fine, bad. but 1 and 2 were really interesting. They were side-scrollers.
3: Yeah, I've played them oh. a bit. I don't, Why? I don't. I didn't particularly like them, but, but yeah, they're, they're kind of like, they're kind of earthworm Jimmy. Um, I mean, fuck earthworm Jimmy kind of, I mean, not exactly, but
1: earthworm Jimmy (laughs) Rayner. Now, oh man, can you imagine (laughs) Jimmy Rayner in that armor, but he's just earthworm Jim inside.
0: Isn't Earthworm Jim in like some power armor he, at some he point? He is.
1: That's I what mean, I'm just kind of, Yeah, it's easy to picture. <laughs> yeah, just Earthworm Jim and Kerrigan rolling around yeah. the universe,
0: populating planets with their cosmic <laughs> sex.
1: God, that Starcraft two ended very stupid.
2: Uh,
0: Anyways, I wish I had played it. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, uh video games. Yeah, video games. Um, Speaking of the end of video games, Alex, you finished a video game.
1: I did. <laughs> well, I finished half a video game. Um, yeah, I got to the end of the questions arc of Umineko. And wait, let me pull up Steam. My final count on that was, oh no, 68 hours. Jesus. Oh my! Didn't you say it was shorter
0: than the, didn't you say it was like God. 40? Am I, Am I imagining that?
1: I, uh I might have said so that. Many. And assumed it was that much but no. But I was how, I was How much was of that was
0: like how much of that was you like diligently playing and how much of that was like oh I got to like
3: go poop.
1: There is entirely possible or it is entirely possible that I just left it idling for like at least half an hour or so. Yes. Like while doing other things.
3: I often think like oh I must have left this game running for a while at some point but when you actually look at like I've compared save times to Steam times, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. as long as you think it is. Like I yeah. was one time, I was like, "Oh, I've left this game running for well, for three yeah. hours," and yeah, I looked and I actually had only left it running for about twenty minutes. So yeah,
1: yeah, I bet but, that's a pretty um, accurate count. Yeah, I would say like if anything, it's maybe like one hour over at, at the most over that sixty something yeah. hour uh, playtime. But also, playtime is kind of a the wrong way to put it, because it is basically a book. Like, yeah. It is a visual novel, but it is the classic visual novel in the sense that you are reading. Like You are not making choices, you are not uh, playing mini-games, you are not doing anything like that. You are purely experiencing a story told with words and voice acting and animations and music. Uh, so it's basically a souped-up actual novel. right? And the story it's telling is buck wild like it starts interesting and it it like it's it it's like the first chapter i would say is very much a murder mystery like in a classical kind of pulpy way where they're like making direct references to like agatha christie and uh like like some nancy drew kind of stuff but then they very quickly start bringing in uh like supernatural elements
2: Mm-hmm. and
1: so it's basically like a murder mystery and you're looking at like a closed room puzzle basically but then they're like okay but what if the culprit was not human what kind of capabilities would they have like can you prove that a human did this or is is the only explanation the supernatural like could it only have been someone using a spell to go through the door or like to you know to walk through the door and do this crime and then walk out without ever touching the door kind of stuff and it gets really interesting because it's kind of like Ace Attorney and the characters like questioning each other and proving or disproving the, the existence of the supernatural and stuff like that. So it's, it's fascinating. And then it just goes buck wild in the last, let's call it 20 hours, which is a long time, but
0: <laughs> the last the,
1: 20, well, this, it's that's, that's this, the last, it took 30. you
0: longer to, it took you longer to play this game than it would have taken you to watch all of game of thrones.
1: Yeah, but this is better.
3: I am I confident. Will, that's true. Yeah.
1: I will say, cause I, I started reading this because of, um, the new season of Higarashi implying that there's some kind of connection or like reading comments of people saying, it seems like there's some very direct stuff to Umineko in here, but without saying what it is, uh, or they were saying it and hiding it behind spoiler tags, which I did not read. And I was like, I kind of want to know what that is. So, uh, and me being a big fan of Higurashi, uh, I was like, okay, sure, let's do this. There's nothing coming out in October, let's use this month to go through it. And I will say without much exaggeration that this might be one of my favorite pieces of fiction that I've experienced and I've not made it to the answer arc completely. Like it's just extremely creative, uh, extremely well-written, uh, the combination of music and art and everything is really, really, really effective. And yeah, I have pretty much no complaints about any part of it. I think it's parts of it are just absolutely genius. So like, yeah, it's, I, if you are interested in reading a really good book, I would say you should read Umineko. Uh, if you're looking for a game, you could probably pass because it's not a game. But like it's it it's just extremely good, and I, I want to talk about why, but I can't without spoiling like big parts of it.
3: I think what frustrates me is I really wish that I could read it as a book, and that yeah. I didn't have to sit at the computer to read it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is a manga version of it.
3: I oh, that's interesting. I might look into that then. Um, Does it I'm, cover because like a, th- a lot of things with
0: like the anime, like Steins Gate or these other anime or things that are also visual novels tend to run into is the visual novel just goes so much deeper into these things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what makes it so appealing is that it goes so much deeper into this stuff. I, do you know if the manga goes like is the exact same content or?
1: I am looking right now at the list of chapters of the manga, and mm-hmm. they all have the same titles as the chapters of mm-hmm. what I'm going through or the episodes of what I'm going through. Uh, I don't know. And there's, there's no, no like
0: flowchart stuff. Is there, it's just all just you're experiencing a story?
1: Um, there is some flowchart stuff. Uh but okay like and it's not necessarily like timeline flowchart. it's like relations of characters who's alive who's in rooms okay. with other characters kind of stuff
3: also like, i there is a lot of chapters of this manga not a lot i shouldn't <laughs> say that compared to something like one piece it's nothing but
0: i the, i made 160 chapters into one piece <laughs> yeah no no i know
3: um but what i mean there's like um there's like 50 or more volumes of this uh, that's that's a lot of volumes because like it, volume
0: it, is like
3: Yeah, it's on Apple. Five books. chapters, six chapters. So, um yeah. yeah, interesting. Maybe yeah. maybe I won't have you split, maybe I'll I'll give the manga a perusal.
1: Yeah, um, I um I've heard the anime is bad because they just tried to cram way too much into like one sure. season and yeah. it's the pacing is all over the place. I'll tell you
3: good. If you don't wanna if you if you're like, hmm. I wonder what connections might exist between Higarashi and Umineko. <laughs> uh, you might not want to look at the manga. Oh, no, never mind. I see. Now I'm seeing what's going on here. It's not that there's that many chapters of Umineko. There are... Uh, I'm looking at the combination of Umineko and Higarashi manga. So.
1: Oh, okay. Ah. Yeah, that's probably a lot. Um, yes. The connections there's that 20, I've run into...
3: 20 umineko volumes on okay. books that seems that's more not, reasonable because there's
1: like because there's eight episodes in this and each episode is probably about 14 yep. to 20 hours
3: there's right, eight, in terms of actual reading there's eight <laughs> episodes of the manga too and each one is three volumes long so
0: and it takes you about five minutes to read a chapter of a manga so <laughs>
1: <laughs> i would say the experience of reading umineko is 100 percent worth it um like even though it's such a huge time investment the story is very 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 good
3: yeah i think the reason that i say what i do about it is um i i know that uh if i'm sitting at my computer i just like i'm not going to have the like if i'm sitting at my computer then i'm going to be like oh i want to be playing a game you know so i know that i would probably bounce off of it not that i'm saying it's anything wrong with it but I would struggle with like sitting and just reading it. But if I could lay in bed, like if I could read, you know, for an hour or so before bed, then I could see getting through some of it. Um,
1: yeah. And the nice thing is that it, um, it break, breaks. Like each episode, you can almost consider like its own book, if you want to think of it that way. And like, it's a series of books. So you're reading book one, book two, book three, etc. And it does have what you could consider chapters. So like it has natural breakpoints where it'll basically bring up the logo in the, like the corner being like oh this is like kind of a uh uh well it's a cliffhanger or it's like it just did a big info dump and now there's like this little mystery that you're left wanting to learn about but it leaves for natural breakpoints where you can be like okay uh, 30 minutes in I hit a chapter break I can hit save and walk away and do something else so it, it's been really good for that. It's not just, like, contiguous forever. It, it does have some natural flow to it.
0: Yeah. So what what are we looking at as, like, story content? Or is it, like, murder mystery? Is it, like... Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> like what, what kind of story or, like, broad strokes, what kind of story are we looking at here?
1: So think it really does draw direct inspiration from stuff like Agatha Christie, like that kind of classical, uh, not classical, but you know, like idiosyncratic murder mystery novel kind of thing Uh where it's fully aware of all of those tropes and it tries it, it, it doesn't try it pretty successfully subverts a lot of them. So it's that kind of mystery, but it's also um, very much a horror And Mm -hmm. like rather than it being like kind of passive, it's all of these characters that you're getting to know, like there's 18 main characters basically. And that cast does grow Uh, 18 characters and you're getting to know them extremely well. And they're put into pretty just awful scenarios, which are very psychological horror, um, like in a pretty messed up way sometimes. Uh, And then, yeah, so it's mostly mystery I would say. And then mystery coached in pretty intense horror. So if that's appealing to you, go for it. But also sci-fi fantasy in some ways.
3: Like, yeah,
1: it's, it's interesting.
3: Yeah. I don't want to, for people who might be interested in checking out Higarashi because of our conversations that we've had, it's definitely very interesting and very much like, I wouldn't say by the time I finished it, I was like, well, they didn't actually address the stuff that I wanted to know about. Um, <laughs> but it didn't feel unsatisfying because it almost felt like I wasn't super thrilled with some of the answers that they did provide. And that's a taste thing more than a, that's not really an objective critical statement. Um, but I liked the characters so much that I was kind of like still, I was still on board. I still enjoyed it. Um, And I wonder if maybe it's better that I don't have the answers to the other questions that I had. But um, I think uh, the premise of Umineko is almost more interesting to me than the premise of Higurashi. And since I came to really enjoy Higurashi for the characters and writing, I'm sure that it would be interesting to to, uh, experience the story of Umineko. I'm looking to, and for anyone else asking the same question that I am, it's a bad idea to ask visual novel fans if you should read the manga or play the game because the <laughs> response is always like, well, if you want the whole story, you have to play the game. Uh,
1: yeah. There is a bit of elitism
3: there. It's, it's, it doesn't come off as like rude or anything in this Reddit thread that I'm looking at, but people are like, well, you should play the visual novel, but then also saying, but the manga is good. Uh, and, and the oh, manga is like, it, it, it looks like uh, I'm seeing some stuff like there's a, my anime list post saying that the, the manga is one of the most faithful adaptations of a visual novel. So cool.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah I'm gonna that, that out.
0: That just blows me away because in my, like, there are there are things you can do with a visual novel, like with the uh, the Steins Gate stuff, where it's got multiple timelines, multiple stories, but and like flowcharts and stuff, you can like tell a succinct story, but then you can like ast- like uh, and like do that in a manga, but then use a visual novel to explore more stuff. But you could also just take like a linear story, like say a Ropa, which is a very linear story, which has like some minor, like, Oh, I spent time with this person in the middle, but then just make that a manga. And it tells the exact same story minus like the shitty mini games in the middle. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, but it's just so interesting to me that the, like why one or the other gets more love or like, I don't know. Visual novels are a weird. uh, Like visual novels that are just straight story that don't do something interesting like a 999 with like the flowchart stuff and the different timelines. It's like a weird thing where it's like, why, why is this? Why is this a game and not a novel? And I think there's something there with like production in some ways it's easier to make a visual novel than it is to write And produce and, like, distribute a manga. But you do it online, of course. But, uh, like, for mass production and, like, selling it, it's easier to do in, like, a visual novel format as opposed to, like, selling a, you know, a book.
1: And I I would say that this one, like, I haven't read the manga, so I can't say. But I think as a novel, this would not be nearly as effective. Because the combination of music and like extremely good voice acting, like the voice acting is spectacular.
3: That's Um, what some people are saying about why you should play, like play it as a visual novel rather than read it as a manga is because it loses, you lose the voice acting and music when you're just reading it.
1: Yeah. Like the voice acting I cannot emphasize enough is fucking amazing. Like it's maybe some of the best voice acting I've heard in like, Fiction again. Like I'm, I'm speaking very highly of that. Is as, it and almost, almost like in hyperbole, but I think it's actually pretty honest. Is it
0: a dub or a like? Is it dub oh, or is it Japanese, Japanese acting?
1: All in Japanese. Okay, okay. Um, English words, mm. but all in Japanese. But the voice acting, yeah, yeah, is yeah insanely yeah. good. Um So like the combination of that with like it has the the soundtrack, the OST has like over 200 tracks, and all of them are really, really good. Uh, like you couldn't do that with just a book and it has some really vivid art in the mod that i'm using because the original game has kind of the ham hands style art which is not great but uh the mod is coming from like the ps3 version which yeah yeah which has like really really amazing art and super high production values so uh, yeah um i've it is kind of like Higarashi if you've ever watched the show. Season one is basically your questions arc, where it's just you're kind of along for the ride and you are looking at everything and you're like, you're basically making up a bunch of theories in your mind, being like, okay, how is this connected? Wait, what does that mean? Blah 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 blah. And the second arc, which is what I'm getting into soon, is what strives to answer those questions. And it's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, basically all the answers have been there the whole time, like you've had all the tools to work with. Like if you sat down and looked at it, you could probably figure out the mystery ahead of time, basically, uh, but it will do it in a really spectacular way. So mm-hmm. I'm starting to get into that probably after after we record this.
0: I, I do appreciate a story like that where you can kind of like start to piece together stuff and be like, wait a second, I think I know what's going on here. And even if you do know what's going on, the way, like, you see it unfold before you is maybe, like, you kind of see what's going on, but you're, like, three layers removed from, like, the full truth. And so you totally. just see things, like, unfold, and you're, like, oh, no, I was totally wrong. But then, like, another layer unfolds. You're, like, I was right. Oh, my God. Oh, and what, that's it,
1: this yeah, has what's so, great about, like,
3: Ropa and stuff like that.
1: This has an intense amount of layers, by the way.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I would say that Higurashi definitely does that thing too. Um, My, my reaction to it was kind of like, Oh, this is interesting. Oh, cool. This is interesting. Oh, they're teasing us some interesting stuff here. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is starting to make sense. And by the time everything was kind of laid out, I was like, Oh, all right. That's a little less cool than what I had in mind. But it's also, again, that's a taste thing. And that's a me going, I would have liked it more if they had done the thing that I thought they should have done, but that's not yeah. really a condemnation at all of the show. And I think if you like that kind of storytelling, it's totally worth checking out um, mm-hmm. because it it's like, it's, it's very interesting the way that they piece everything together.
1: Okay. Pat, take your headphones off for about 20 seconds. I'll give you a all thumbs right. up. Okay. This, th- this thing at one point, it kind of turns into a mecha thing, and it also kind of what? turns into a Dragon Ball thing. And what? like, it kind of goes like superhero y, but like in the sense of like these people might have powers that are fucking crazy and are like just blowing people apart. And it's just like, wait, what? What is going on? What is happening here? It's, what? Like, it turns into Pacific Rim in a way. Like Alex
0: I'm drunk you can't take advantage of me like this.
1: <laughs> this I'm is, not lying. There is a part where I like don't. multiple characters basically share a consciousness and yeah, it's fucking crazy. They're drift okay. compatible basically. <laughs> and we have we have Pad again, so I won't say anything more, but <laughs> it's it's yeah. Umineko's is extremely good and I'm super looking forward to getting into the answers arc. So uh, I imagine that's going to be another 60 hours, so I'll see you in like three weeks with that.
0: Well, what you were at 68 on this
1: one, somewhere around there, almost 69.
0: We can only hope that the answer's arc is 69 hours. Yeah, well, these be that's 70 really, hours, well, so that or
1: 420. Can...
3: But oh, god, <laughs> <laughs> it's like my modern warfare Ooh. numbers. Nice. <laughs> nice, well,
0: um. I don't. I don't know how to. I, let's okay. This next one. <laughs> we have a weird <laughs> hodgepodge of. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about. Games. We'll talk about phasmophobia. Yeah, and then we can talk about amnesia afterwards. Oh, yeah. uh, because yeah. spooky there's like, yeah, yes, yeah. It's hey, I don't know if you know it's because month. It's impossible to tell time now. It's October, which means it's Halloween, which is when the spooky stuff happens. Yeah. So we've been playing some spooky games. I and been... uh, do you talk about this last week? I wasn't here. No, Phasma no, Phobia. I hadn't played okay. it yet. I played it for the first okay. time
3: last Saturday night. I weirdly I, ha- I was playing games with my buds who I play Modern Warfare with um Mm -hmm. we had gotten to the level in the cold war beta that was relevant for unlocking stuff so we were like okay we're good we're excited about this gonna wait for it to come out um and uh i was i've been playing a lot of dead by daylight which i did talk about last week and um they were like oh yeah we'll play dead by daylight and they really didn't like it um which fair i mean it's when you're playing as a survivor it's pretty brutal you die and then you're out until the game is done which is fine when you're solo because you can just queue again but when you're with a group it's kind of shitty to be the first one to die and have to wait 15 minutes for the game to end anyway um they weren't crazy about that so um one of them said what's phasmophobia and i really had wanted to play it but i didn't even try floating it to them because it didn't seem like that kind of game that would Mm -hmm. mesh with that group but we ended up getting it and really enjoying it uh yeah and then we played uh Andre and friend of the show, Jeff Davis. And I played last night.
1: Awesome. And Brock too, right? Or was that a separate session?
3: Separate session. Um, I played with, with, uh, with, a with some damage boost folks, including, including Brock, uh, as well, um, Mm. a little earlier on and we streamed both of them. So you can go to the damage boost, uh, Twitch page and the fixed Twitch page and the, the videos should still be there. Uh, there's some stuff I need to clip out because uh, <laughs> oh, there, no. there were a few funny moments. I really wish God. I could have had your perspective on a couple of moments, but there. So yeah, so Phasmophobia
0: is uh, is a first person ghost hunting game like Ghost Hunters, the TV show, where you've got. Yes. EMF readers and like UV lights and thermometers. And you're going into like haunted buildings and searching for ghosts. Yep. And it's made by like mostly one person Mm -hmm. uh, and it's in early access. So it's janky and the animations are just cripplingly (laughs) funny.
3: They're very funny when, yeah.
0: Oh my God. So you're, you're the, the pre- the people's animations are the funniest thing i have seen this year like you cr- i don't know i don't even know what's causing it like is it crouching is it- people <laughs> bend over just like 90 degrees at the waist or pat and- was doing this thing where he was <laughs> bent over like neo in the matrix and then it was like crouching his legs and it was just like <laughs> So bent over 90 degrees at like backwards and then crouching up and down. And it was just it's, so it's, like through the wall of like our truck. And oh, when, you so play, lovely.
3: when you play the game or when you're actually playing the part where you're like doing the, the ghost hunting, it's the animations are still janky, but they're not. You don't notice them as being funny as much but yeah. certainly if you stop and just do what you can cuz all of the movement is very very slow too including oh, so slow even like looking around is pretty swimmy yeah. and 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 slow but it's all for a purpose um and so to kind of get back like it's a it's a ghost hunting game and the general structure is you pick a mission to do so right now there are four different kinds of maps there's um like a ranch house a farmhouse Uh, you have a suburban home, you have a school and then there's like a asylum. Um, And I haven't done the biggest, the asylum. There's a a few layouts of like the suburban and the ranch house. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know about the school. The The school I think is the same all the time. Um, But uh, yeah, so you're picking, you're picking a mission and then you are collecting your uh, equipment beforehand. Like what you think you might need to bring. And it's a fairly large list of gear. Like there's the obvious stuff that Andre mentioned, but then there's also like smudge sticks and candles and, um, and glow sticks that you can bring and all kinds of different, like little odds motion mentioned. sensors, yep. you can sound sensors. Yeah. You could absolutely have a rave. Cool. The ghost will make the lights flicker and stuff. It's perfect. Um, so then you kind of like, you, you set your gear up and then you go into the mission and your ghost you're given a set of objectives the one that is always constant is trying to figure out what kind of ghost it is there are like and get a picture um right? is the that picture, part of it or sometimes just picture, extra yeah pictures of supernatural stuff is always worth money um sometimes you do get an objective to take specific pictures but 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 if you don't have the objective mm-hmm. you can still take pictures to make money if you have the objective you get the money for the picture and the money for completing an objective and you're using that money to buy new gear um but anyway you're given the name of a ghost and you're told whether it reacts to groups or people that that are by themselves um and from there you're kind of the the phases sort of are you're walking around the spooky space trying to figure out what room the ghost is in um And then you're setting up your equipment to try to gather evidence to determine what kind of ghost it is based on what sort of things it responds to. That's how you figure out what kind of ghost it is. And then you're using Does it write in the
0: ghost book? Does it leave fingerprints?
3: Is Is it cold? Yeah. Right. Um, Is there, does it respond on the spirit box, which is like a little radio when you ask it questions? Um, And then from there, you're kind of like,
1: does it, does it have the rule of nines? No. Uh, I don't know if anyone in this not, this not yet, yeah, it. not yet.
3: <laughs> See, um, it's very early access, so I'm hoping they add a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Must um, it be? But so then you're kind of like you're, you're 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 recording this data and then you know trying to antagonize it to get it to show up so you can snap photos of it and stuff. Um, and at the end of the day, it's a fairly repetitive, simple loop. Um, you're kind of doing the same stuff every mission, and the maps start to get a little repetitive as well but it kind of randomizes the ghost appearance and type when you load into a map, so it's not the same thing every time. There's a limited number of appearances that it could be, but there still are, like... I think I've seen, like, 10 different visual styles of ghosts at this point, and I've only seen it repeat a couple of times. And the the
0: second ghost we ran into when you were playing with Jeff and I, uh, after you had been playing this game already for a while, you were like... What did you see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <absolutely. laughs> you were just like I, you know, I was like I I just saw like this black thing and, and it had a tentacle arm I think and you're yeah. like, so, "Excuse me?"
1: <laughs> yeah. For, so for clarity, um the the voice chat that you're talking about is all in-game. It's all yes, proximity based. Yes. It's so, like it's it encourages you not to use things like Discord, right?
3: Yeah, in in fact, it's because it's janky right now. It will not work if you have Discord open. Um, but oh, yeah, that's a good that's,
1: way to, to, that's, <laughs>
3: to, I don't think it's on purpose though, that that's <laughs> the case. I believe that's a bug. Um, okay. <laughs> part of it is like, you're supposed to
0: use the yeah. lo- the in-game chat to interact with the ghost and like
3: provoke it yes. to get it to do stuff or it interact with like the talk box or the, whatever the spirit yeah. box. And so what they've done with the voice chat is, is kind of core to the experience because you have a proximity voice chat where you can just talk and people around you hear you. You can set on push to talk. I like to leave it off for that. Um, And then you have a radio where you can push to talk and you have to push to talk for that, where you're talking over the radio to everyone. And the radio is very staticky. Sometimes it's hard to understand what people are saying through the radio. Um, Not, uh, not like super hard, but uh, and then, (laughs) and then you're getting like, the the like kind of echo in different spaces and and you it they do a really good job with the proximity voice chat where it'll be like you know the house is totally quiet there's this ominous like hum all the time uh but but i'll be in like the living room of a house trying to scan for temperatures going like Ruth Miller are you here Ruth Miller can you hear me and then you can just hear someone like in another part of the house you can hear Andre going like Ruth or go Ruth because it's like muffled going through the house, yeah. and it's very cool, and it gives you the as someone who um used to be a fairly active believer in this stuff um who has grown more skeptical over time uh you 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 it's it's very much what it's like when you do this in 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 real life. Like I have tried to do this with people before and it has the same feel of like, wow, I feel kind of ridiculous right now. But the difference here is that it's a video game. So it's safe and it's, uh, stuff happens, you know, that stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it it, it sounds
1: like with, with that stuff in mind, it sounds like it actually has a real sense of place. Like it is occurring in a real environment kind of thing, which is really cool.
3: Yeah, it definitely grounds that. And that's where some of the like slow movement, even though it's very slow bits um, in real it just life
0: feels very silly when you're like, I just saw a ghost with a big axe or like a big like cleaver. And I'm just going to slowly walk out yes. of this house. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: Very>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that stuff is, 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 is a little silly because I think they're trying to find a balance so that you can't just if you could just sprint through the house, it wouldn't work. It, the, so the
0: audacity to call the shift button the sprint button yes, when it gives when, you like a 0.2% is like, like a 10% speed <laughs> boost yeah.
3: and you just always hold it down because there's no stamina system or anything yeah it and is. it moves very slow but um so much of that game is spent standing around in small spaces trying to like yeah. answer things that the running the fact that you move slowly mostly comes into play when you're trying to escape a ghost mm-hmm. cuz so every one thing to note is every ghost can kill you um yeah mm. and we'll try there eventually no, if you stay long enough
1: there there are no friendly ghosts no
3: uh no casper yet and and Seth. um so that's kind of like eventually the ghosts will start hunting people and then you kind of need to get out of the house um yeah. because it will lock the door on you and then start killing people um, and if there's not somebody outside, you either have to survive the hunt, like you have to wait it out and survive, or somebody outside has to unlock the door for you to get you out. Um,
0: it, the ghost traps you in this terrible flesh prison.
3: Yeah, it's, when you die, it's really unsettling because it's like it's, hands it's, go around the edges yeah, of the screen. I, I died twice
0: uh, in my experience, and boy, is it it's not it's pleasant weird. to die. Because so yeah,
1: have either of you played it in VR?
0: No. No,
3: I don't want to do that. I, I, I don't think it would be very fun. Yeah, I don't just think it would like, make it more fun. It would just make it more stressful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like it would be kind of tedious. Yeah, because um, there's like enough like weird kind of quirks to it to the way it works, where like you have to bend over a lot and like, and you're pl- I don't even know if it would work with. Uh, with like the controllers. Uh, so if like, if you have to be at your like desk and like doing keyboard and stuff, I just,
1: Oh, it it works with controllers. I I think people streaming with it.
3: Okay. I I think you can use the touch controllers with the tools. Okay, It's something I might try at some point. I think it would make me pretty, I don't know. So one of the things that it does, there's a couple things that I want to touch on before we move off of it, which one is, I think if you're, if you've always been interested in playing horror games, but you're afraid to do it, um, and you have friends who you can play this with, it's a really, really, really good way to check that kind of out. Yeah. Because since you're playing with friends, it doesn't have the same level of dread as like, for example, amnesia. Um, you mm-hmm. don't feel alone. Uh, there's times when you kind of do, because sometimes you have to be alone for the ghost to respond to you. Yeah. But even then you can kind of cheese it and someone can kind of stand in the hallway outside of the room yeah. and stuff. And the moments when you've, the only times when you really feel alone are if you're like, happen to be, if you happen to be like the only person in the house and the door shuts on you and stuff. Um, yeah. And those moments are scary, but they're not constant, um, Mm -hmm. or even particularly frequent. And most of the scares happen when you're with other people. Um, and it's also not really designed to be a jump scare game. There certainly are like the ghosts will like pop up and stuff, but, It doesn't do things like, you know, you're walking through the dark and then the ghost like screams and grabs the camera or whatever. It doesn't have like five nights at Freddy's style. uh, And I hope they don't add
0: something like that Uh, as like like, the
3: early access goes on. (laughs) I hope not. And I also don't get the impression that they would because it just doesn't fit that it's it's it feels very social. It feels very much like you're hanging out. I do actually wish that they would add a option to just do like. Maybe for like no money or something, just like, hey, this is going to be a, a friendly ghost. This is going to be like a a, a nonviolent spirit, because it would be fun mm. to just be able to chill out in the space and get all the spooky stuff to happen without having to be concerned about dying. Um, that would get old faster, I think, because yeah. there's not really a like element of danger at all. There's no risk reward. Like How many mode. ghosts can you fit into this building? Yeah, oh, um, I think <laughs> yeah, that casual, would also casual be,
1: mode wouldn't be the worst. Yeah, like.
3: I think it would also be interesting if they did, like, a, a multi-ghost thing, too. Because right now there's just one multi-ghost. ghost at a time. But, it would yeah, be, again,
0: it's early access, so who knows yes. what's going to happen and
3: it, get added. It, and it only came out in early access, like, a month and, month and a half ago, yeah. a month ago. So, and it's one person for the most part, again. Yeah. So. Um, I imagine
0: this game will come
3: back into the discourse, like, a year from now. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, I would hope that they sold enough. Copies mm-hmm. from the Twitch boom. I mean, sometimes I've I've been in the servers and there will be like, like there were like four thousand yeah. public rooms, which is crazy. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, and like I saw like fifty five thousand people watching when we were playing earlier on Twitch. So not like, our channel, but 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 like, no, okay. no, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> on, like on the front page, it was like yeah. fifty five thousand people watching uh, Phasmophobia.
3: Yeah, and so that's, you know, which is it's, really cool. it's
0: no small amount for an early access game.
3: And to to close the thing that I would say to to try to really sell it to people who might have a group to try it with, I definitely think you want to play with friends. I don't think it works very well with with would work at all is. with strangers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you might be able to put groups together in their discord that are cool. Mm-hmm. You need people who are fairly chill, though, because um, like you need like minded people. Yeah, I've even even a couple of times when I was playing with like the not, not at all to pick on them, but like when I was playing with the damage ruse people or when I was playing with my Modern Warfare friends, some of the language used to try to antagonize the spirit. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't say that. Um, but uh, although I did say <laughs> last week when I was playing with friends. The thing that finally got the ghost to come out and attack me was when I yelled Kenneth Miller suck my dick <laughs> which is not vernacular that I am that I commonly uh, And that ghost said, Kenneth Miller said don't mind if I do <laughs> yeah, I'm not, that's not my common parlance but it was very funny that that was what finally drew that ghost out um, anyway you definitely want like minded people because it can go kind of bad and also you could fuck with each other really bad um, yep. using the voice like, chat and using maliciously. or Yes. Yeah, like, well, um, like, uh,
0: so we got to a point where we're like, OK, we're we're nearing the end of this, but we just need to get a picture of the ghost. And we're worried about the door closing and like the room that the ghost was in was right next to the front door. So I'm like, I'll just go wait outside all and I'll wait at the door. And I waited out the door for like a minute and then I shut it and they're like, oh, shit. Yes. And that <laughs> was funny. I so
3: thought the door was locked by the ghost because that was a very light fucking with yeah. people moment and, it, and it, when we weren't constantly doing it to each other. So that, that was a yeah. funny one. I think, I mean, because you the could game easily re- be like yeah. real mean or like and annoying about it. The game relies on sound so much too. So if mm-hmm. you just made weird noises into your microphone, it would freak your friends out. And so like, yeah. and sometimes I did that by mistake. Cause I like, sometimes when I'm like scared, I make a weird noise and, um, <laughs> So you you do have to be you have to have people. I even saw some people saying that, like, their friends would learn how to hack it and then spawn Mm. like 10 ghosts and stuff. And and that would be a horribly bad time. Just not even just from scariness. It would just be bad mechanically. Uh Um, So not balanced. Yeah. Um, So anyway, you definitely want to play with like-minded people. If you do that, though, the thing the final thing that I think this game does that makes me really like it so much is. This is the game that has mo- I've played that most emulates the feel of playing a like tabletop role playing game mm-hmm. in the sense that you are actually like acting to a degree, not trying to p- play it up for performance or anything. I wasn't like hamming it up for a stream last night. But because the game forces you to walk around a house and say, Kenneth Miller, show yourself. Kenneth Miller, where are you? you kind of naturally give yourself over a little bit to the thing that it's doing. Um mm-hmm. And I find that it's a really good tool for cr- doing like social storytelling that's rooted in cooperation instead of like yeah. deception. Like among us does a similar thing, but it's doing it to make you compete with each other to a degree or to like trick each other where. And so I think it's an interesting tool for that. And even though the game, if you played this as like a single player horror game, it would scare you at times, but it would be pretty boring um, and repetitive. It's not like yeah. the game mechanically is super deep, but when you put people together in it, I mean, we played, I played it last night for almost like over four hours and mm-hmm. had a really good time the whole time. I would have continued to play after we did. Um, like it, it was pretty late in Jeff's time when we stopped. Um, but I, I could definitely play that game for hours because every time you load up a new map, you're getting a new, there's a new possibility space for having fun, mm-hmm. like social interactions happen, even if you're doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's highly, highly, highly recommended. I think if you, yeah, if you get I, the well,
0: right I think as a, like mechanically as a game, it's like pretty thin. Like we talked about, like, there There's interesting interactions there, but because it's multiplayer and if you find the right group to play with, the most fun about that was the stories and like mm-hmm. the personalities we assigned to the ghosts, like yep. uh, hmm. was it Susan Moore who was the teacher who like uh in the school where we went into the classroom and there's just all these disparate uh textbooks like there 's physics and Russian and geography and math, and we 're just like, well, now we know why Susan Moore is so pissed and haunting this place. She had to teach all these like different subjects at this high school. Uh, you know, in this one classroom or whatever, and uh, or like John Davis, where I was like, Oh my god, it's John Davis, the creator of Garfield, forgetting that Jim <laughs> Davis is the actual name. So now I'm just like, The entire time, I'm just like, Oh, John Davis couldn't even write Garfield if he wanted to. Yeah, such a shitty ghost, you know, trying to antagonize the ghost, and like that stuff That's was great. where the real like
3: joy of playing Phasmophobia yes. came from.
1: It sounds like pure, distilled, emergent gameplay.
3: Yeah, very much. Um, even though the, the mechanics are not as sandboxy as what you would expect for that, but it does, it does do that. Uh, and it, I think it does it, it does it pretty well. Um, yeah. and I have now had multiple times and it doesn't get old, or at least in the few times I've had it happen when you're outside in the van, watching the cameras, trying to see ghost <laughs> orbs or trying to see, like just trying to like provide a, a, a view of what's going on. And suddenly you're talking to people and then you hear them go, Oh, God. Oh, God. And then they cut out and you're like jamming the radio key like, hello, hello. And then you look outside the van and you notice the front door is closed and you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) And then you run to the front door and open the front door and you find Andre's dead body at the threshold. (laughs) Yeah. Jeff, That's always just good.
0: always taking pictures of people's dead body. Uh, we got <laughs> one of Pat floating off the ground, <laughs> bent ninety degrees at the torso, head sticking through the door, <laughs> as we were running out of a house. I got like, there's no clip it, like there's no like collision. So I was, like we were running out of a house, and I was like inside of Pat. Yeah, and this just added yeah, to the nightmare where I was just seeing the eyeballs and like the <laughs> teeth from behind with no other textures. It's yeah, like, oh god,
1: perfect. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, do you know a, if a the something. Do you know if the developer has any kind of roadmap for stuff they're going to add, or is it just kind of?
3: It's so just, is what it is
1: for now, and then it'll get updates randomly.
3: I think they are a little overwhelmed at the response that the game kind of yeah, got under, at which is understandable if you look at the the steam page the last news update was from a month ago but there has been continued work on it there have they've pushed a couple of updates um and mm-hmm. if you do get it you should really get on the beta branch of the game um that's got a lot of fixes for audio problems and stuff um cool so i the the updates i wouldn't say they've been super frequent but there's been like at least one this past week um which is for a single team is is good for single like a single person team um and i don't think they have a roadmap laid out or anything but i i wonder if that might be something they're working on now that it has such a huge response
2: Mm -hmm. cool uh yeah
0: it, it's a cool thing And if you have people to play with You should definitely check it out
3: Yeah it looks uh, like right now too there are Seven maps so I think yeah. there's Probably three suburban houses An asylum uh, a Two ranch houses and a school
0: Yeah so yeah The only one we didn't play yesterday the Was asylum? the asylum that's the yeah. only one I haven't seen But uh, alright Well uh, Not quite an asylum but just as Spooky if not more so You've been exploring an old castle.
3: Yeah. So um, I. Descending into one, if you will. Yes. Uh, I uh, Darkly. didn't realize that the new amnesia was out this month until about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And I, I didn't went,
0: realize there was going to be a new amnesia until this month. <laughs> I
3: had been. I had. I had heard about it, but and I had been kind of looking at trailers here and there and was interested, but I hadn't. I thought it was much further off. Um, And initially I was just going to play it. Uh, Patrick Klepek of Waypoint was saying that you could, you can just jump into it. But then I saw some forum chatter that was like, well, it does have connections and you really should know what happened in the first two games. Um, And I had never finished the dark descent and I've never played machine for pigs. Um, which I know people have mixed feelings on. I'm still going to try it because I play through it because I know it's short. Um, And the things people complain about actually sound interesting to me. So um, (laughs) I'd like to see it anyway. um, But when Dark Descent came out, I was very much in a place of, I like horror literature and I like some horror films, but I wasn't the kind of person that would sit down by myself to watch a horror movie And I was not the kind of person that would play horror games. I had tried to play like silent Hill and it scared the shit out of me to the extent that I just had to put it down. Um, So dark descent seemed really interesting to me because it was an interesting kind of more socially progressive look at some of the eldritchy horror stuff that I really like from literature. Uh, And I always wanted to play it. And then eventually um, my then friend and I decided we both wanted to play it. So we, put our two desktop computers on a kitchen table when we were in college. Like he came over to my apartment and we set up across from each other. So we couldn't see each other's screens, but we were like in the same room and I, uh, drank, uh, like a third of a bottle of whiskey and was like, all right, we're going to play this game. And I got through about half of it, but you know, it's like a, it's a, it's an eight to 10 hour game. So, um and i wasn't using a guide back then so uh after about 4 hours we were both like drunk and tired basically <laughs> and then we didn't play the rest of that game that way uh and yeah. i never went back to it um so i wanted to see the story and i grabbed a guide and have been playing through it and i'm over halfway through it i think i'll finish it today um because i'm using a guide it cuts the time down extensively cuz most of the time spent in that game is wandering around looking for stuff and using a guide. I just, it'll say like, go in the room on your right, pick these things up, go in the room on your left, pick these Mm -hmm. things up, turn right. There's an enemy here. Be careful. Um, Mm -hmm. and it definitely, I think makes the scares less impactful, but I'm still really enjoying the level design, the character design, the, the storytelling. I think that game was way ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Uh, and it's, it's been, Pretty clear to see why it had the impact that it had because it's it's really really well made um, from like a lot of different perspectives. I don't even necessarily have a lot of complaints. I think maybe some of the the, the puzzles and navigation would feel more obtuse were I not using a guide. But uh, it's it's. A well, I think
0: game. I think that's part of the appeal yes. and what made it so terrifying is because yeah. you didn't know what to do and. You know you're fumbling your way through this thing, and you're like, "Oh God, where am I going? What am I looking for?" As and this creature the, that yeah. you that you can't fight against is chasing you down, and you're like, "Okay, I'm going to hide in this room in a dark corner, turn off my lantern." As and as this, this thing walks down the hallway, like I've there are certain parts of that game that like I can clearly remember, even if I couldn't remember exactly where to go. Just like the experience of being stuck in like the kitchen area or when you first meet, I think, Sebastian, the water monster, uh, or yeah, stuff like that, sure. is just so like clearly ingrained in my mind, even from playing the game a decade ago, because of how... like, you didn't know... like, how much you had to it, kind of experiment, mm-hmm. and part of that was to the game's detriment, because, like, you would have to play certain parts over again, because, like, you died, because you fucked up, because you didn't know what mm-hmm. to do, which always is a horror... like, I have an issue with horror games, where if you don't know what to do and you have to like replay a thing, it suddenly loses a lot of impact. But totally. that was I, I, like playing with a guide, I think takes away and, totally. you know, play games however you want, but it takes away some of that tension. Yes. And what, why the game became so, why the game felt so scary. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Cause you are experimenting. You're trying to figure out these puzzles, which a lot of the time they were, uh, obtuse, I would say. And like, yeah. uh, there's just that looming threat. Like even if there wasn't a monster around, even if like that, like even if you weren't actually directly under th- like threat at that time, there was mm-hmm. always the possibility, and yeah. that's that's what made it so tense. Like I, I also finished it ten years ago, and I, I I have the same same style of memories. It's it's like like
0: yeah. Alien Isolation kind of did like did a yeah. really good um, continuation of
1: that idea. Yeah, yeah. and, and like, I, games I, like Outlast and stuff like that. Yeah, totally.
3: I picked up Alien Isolation in a Steam sale. I want to play that without a guide because I love Alien so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'll be fun at some point. It's, um, it's such a, I can't play that game because <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> yeah, it's it stresses
0: me. Even like
3: so, I played like I don't know
0: four hours of it's like a twenty hour game, which it's like everyone has said it's too long. But sure. I've played like maybe like four hours into it at most, and I know like when the alien shows up. And I, I replayed some of it earlier this year. I didn't even get that far, but I was still just like, man, it sounds like the aliens scared. What if it shows up early? Uh, and yeah, yeah. so it, it, it does the atmosphere incredibly well.
3: Yeah, uh, which is awesome. I think I think the thing it with upsetting. Amnesia that I will say has for the most part, I think it's aged very well. And again, even playing with a guide, it's easy to see the parts of it that would be super, super tense. There's a couple of sections, like the prison, which seems like it would be a nightmare, both scary way and just not fun to mm-hmm. deal with because it's got so many winding paths and cells and stuff that you can get it, it, lost it in that yeah. I could see it being very frustrating. Um, so I think some, in some ways playing with a guide makes it less that. But um, the 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 thing that has perhaps not aged particularly well is even without a guide. It is, you can kind of piece together when you're going to be like safe at this point, just because Mm -hmm. game design has moved to a, like you can, you can kind of pick apart some of its mechanical stuff. Like early on, um, I was attacked at one point and I was like, just going to let the thing kill me. It was like one of the first enemy encounters too. I was just Mm going to let the thing kill me so I could reload. And then it just stood there. Like, it hit me once, and then it just kind of stood there, because it gives you a good long window to try to get away. It wasn't, like, broken. Mm -hmm. It just was giving me, like, multiple seconds before it was going to attack me again. And so I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to run. I'm trying to get out anyway. I'm going to just run and see if I can get to the door. And so I ran. I got to the door. And it didn't go through the door behind me. It was like a load, like a hard load back to the hub area. And then then I was like, oh, well, they can't chase you between areas. So... That means if I go into an area and it's a lot of the puzzle solving places are sort of smaller areas where there's just like kind of junk laying Mm -hmm. around that you have to use to solve physics puzzles. So I was like, well, if I look around and there's no enemies, I know I'm probably safe until I solve the puzzle at least. Mm -hmm. And that sort of takes even without a guide that sort of takes off because the guide doesn't say like when you're safe. It will tell yeah. you, "Hey, there's a monster there," but it doesn't tell you when you're safe, and it doesn't always tell you where there's monsters either. So, I think that, to an extent, was like, eh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, it, it's that that that's the only part of it that maybe hasn't aged incredibly well, but it's been a uh-huh. very minimal, had a very minimal impact on the experience overall. It's it's been really good, and the story in that game is really interesting. I, I, that's what I was not expecting. It's fairly uh-huh. thin. It's not like it's very complex. Yeah, but I, it's,
1: I it's, 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 I barely remember it, honestly.
3: It's just kind of about this character and how they found this artifact in the desert and how it's been like haunting them. And now there's this guy in this castle that can like help them solve the mystery of it. Um, so it's pretty simple, like kind of gothic horror stuff. It's not super mm-hmm. complex, but it's, it's, it's very fun to see where it goes. And the characters are interesting. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, that's. It's nice to hear that like it still holds up today. Uh, mm-hmm. I have been playing the new Amnesia, uh, Amnesia Rebirth, which is the second Amnesia game that Frictional made. Because A Machine for Pigs was made by the Chinese the Scarlet? Room, the, the Chinese Room. There, there we go, the makers of Dear Esther. Yeah, um, everybody's which gone was, to the rapture. Which was more. Uh, a Machine for Pigs is more in the style Of like Deer Esther or yeah. Everybody's most, Gone to the Rapture Walking um, Simulator to, style Yeah like yeah. I, I, I haven't played it so I can't Speak my too understanding much to it but my understanding like, is It's not very much Like very few puzzles if any uh, And stuff like that There's so.
3: a couple and there's like one enemy encounter And the enemy encounter is pretty tame It's not like mm-hmm. nearly as scary as As the stuff in Dark Descent
0: Yeah um.
3: Whereas,
0: uh, Amnesia Rebirth, Uh I'm not super far in. I'm maybe like two hours. I'm not sure. The Epic Games Store does not give you an hour count, as far as I know. Uh,
1: it it does on the on the library tab.
0: Uh, oh yeah, okay. I've played one hour, forty three minutes, thirty four seconds. Okay, so I've played a, almost two hours, hour and a half. Uh, and. Up until just before this podcast, I was thinking, okay, maybe this is a bit more like uh, Soma or uh, and and Soma even has like some uh, enemy stuff. But then they later they were like, okay, we're going to make it so you can kind of just get rid of that because it's stopping people from like experiencing the story. Like you can have like a scary atmosphere or like spooky atmosphere, but not Actually, they, have like dread and like death as part of it
3: i played most of soma i'd never got quite around to finishing it but mm-hmm. um yeah. the I enemy stuff and the enemy stuff in soma is really good i think i think it's better than Dark. oh, oh yeah i mean yeah. it's an evolution it, too so it makes sense yes
0: it, it just uh it like they they kind of came back when okay we're gonna make it so if you choose you can just take that out because it's Limiting people from seeing our story. And it was, I wasn't so sure it, what the kind of experience of Amnesia Rebirth was, because like I said earlier, I had no idea this game even existed until this month. And it, for the first like hour or so hour and a half, hour, 15 minutes, it's pretty like straightforward. A lot of just like basically going through hallways. Uh, And with like spooky atmosphere and uh, some like supernatural stuff going on. And, you know, your memory is kind of coming back to you because, hey, when the game's called amnesia, your character probably has amnesia. (gasps) Bold move, uh, taking one of the uh, most common tropes in storytelling and just making it the name of your thing. Uh, so yeah, it's you're a woman. I cannot remember her name right now. Uh, in the desert of Algeria, which is where the artifact, the orb, uh, of amnesia one comes from, as Pat reminded me uh, earlier today. And there's a lot of spooky stuff going on with like portals and you've got a weird bracelet and you're like going to some like other world through these portals and like in and out. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. And so one of the things I thought was there was not going to be like a lot of monster interactions or puzzles based on like my first hour. But then as I the last bit I just played is there have been more monsters and puzzles yeah. in the uh section I have encountered. They have not been as obtuse as the um as the am, Amnesia Dark Descent puzzles. They're a little more just straightforward. Maybe not. Maybe not super like easy to execute on. Like I had to drag a board around. And like position it just so. And that was a little obnoxious just because of the way it controls. But for the, like, it wasn't super like impossible. But yeah, it's, I'm very interested to see where this goes because they've been telling good stories. Soma is maybe the best exploration of the themes it explores that I've experienced in media. Uh, even without finishing it, like I think, just the way it approaches yeah. things is really yeah. good. So I um, want to see where they go with.
1: For for those who um, don't know, that theme is probably what AI. I guess
0: AI, AI and AI. just like human consciousness, like, like you know, consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, stuff that like near automata like the uh, investigates with like you know personhood and. Yeah. yeah, there's I, there's differences there with mm-hmm. the way they approach it, but like I think Soma, Soma is
3: extraordinarily dark.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, whereas near and, I mean is near, helpful. yeah, I mean they're and like you know how they get to the parts they're getting at, but yeah, yeah they're yeah. you know they're approaching like AI and sentience and humanity in a I actually ways. Th-
3: the reason I stopped playing Soma was because I was playing it at a time when I was experiencing some depression and mm-hmm. the it was clear the direction the story was going was not going to be a positive one. Um, mm-hmm. and I kind of had to step away from it because it was like starting to give me like, make me upset <laughs> just, mm. just cause That's of how fair. crushing it existential.
1: Is. It's yes. Hard. Yes. It yeah. is
3: very, it very much in a, like, I don't want to think about this right now because it's, I'm already depressed and this is making me really like giving me, having making it harder for me to go to sleep at night basically yeah because of the questions God. that it's asking and and the answers that it is giving you for those questions
0: yeah but it's really and good the slime,
3: it, yeah like
0: i mean it's it's terrible to like feel like that but also how incredible that we can say that about a game oh
3: yes i mean that, <laughs> like, none of that is meant as criticism of it right? yeah yeah yeah. it is it is so good at delivering that and i think i i want to go back and play it now i think yeah. um, it would be fun to play with uh kind of with my partner and you know, I'm in, we're both in a better, I mean, not the best place cause we're cooped up in a pandemic mm, yeah. and have experienced yeah. a lot of loss over the last few months and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I'm in a place that is different. I am yeah. not in a, I have a lot of hope in my heart right now. So I don't think mm. it would be um, crushing for me to play it the way that it was yeah. when I was, when it came out, I was in a place of like not feeling like I had much to be excited or happy about. So, mm-hmm. That's not a good frame of mind To, to, yeah, to, to play it in
0: <laughs> Yeah For sure and I, I, I'm I interested to see Where Amnesia Rebirth goes Because So far I have no idea What it's going to do I'm like I guess like an eighth of the way through The game or a quarter of the way through the game Maybe but um it, It's not super long but It's in, it's interesting uh and deals with like kind of family stuff and like family dynamic. It does. But where that ultimately goes, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I, I watched a friend play it and I think they're further than you. It was probably like two and a half hours in mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. And to, for for you as a question, would you say that the puzzles are less obtuse than the dark descent like just for you
0: uh i i mean i found a puzzle and like i've only found one puzzle i would say like okay. maybe i'm on my my second puzzle but it's like i've got to figure out how to get into this room uh, and i needed to figure out how to like get up a floor and like use an elevator and next to the elevator was like this instruction thing Is was like oh you need x and z and then i found x and then i was like okay wait i need z and then i like looked over to the left i was like oh there's Z and then I just, you know, did the thing. I was like, okay, that's that. But also that was the first time I like really encountered enemies. And so I was like, you know, they were doing a lot of kind of jump scare stuff. So I don't think like I'm actually in any danger, but it's still like, I I don't know if I can trust the game because I don't know what they're doing. And they're doing enough to like keep you on your toes and like, present new enemies, but I feel like it's just kind of a false, uh, Hey, we're just trying to scare you right now. We're not, you're, you're safe, but we just want to like spook you a little bit and like, let you know what's coming.
3: From, um, but from what I understand, effective. I, and I, I, you may have encountered it. I'm not, I don't, this is one of the mechanical spoilers mm-hmm. I'm kind of trying to avoid, but, um, the way that the, that dark descent handles death is just like, you go back to a checkpoint And from Mm -hmm. what I understand, dying and rebirth is a little bit more interesting and developed. Um, Not that it's like some radical new mm -hmm. groundbreaking uh, thing, but, but I'm interested to play it without a guide with that in mind. The main reason I'm Mm -hmm. using a guide for dark descent is not to not get scared. It's because I don't want to replay sections over and over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So playing rebirth though, I I don't mind that as much because it's a new game Mm -hmm. and I'm, and I like kind of want to see it from, from that perspective. Yeah. So,
0: I so the I think it's hard for me to say because I ha, I I don't know that I've died, but I think that the game kind of hints at that yeah. through like the early progression, and it kind of gives you that idea that like maybe death isn't the end, yeah. uh, and like things will keep going. But I'm not sure how that manifests because everything's been pretty linear up till now. In, so I'm not sure how that'll manifest in like, say I died in the section I'm at. I don't know what would happen. Cause it's yeah. a little bit more of a, like a kind of like the kitchen area or something where it's a lot of corridors with rooms that you're going into and doors you're yeah. unlocking and stuff like that. So I don't know what that'll be like. Pa-
3: Patrick Klepek implied that he played a lot of the, his is really good. And it's, it's very non-spoilery if you're interested. Mm. Um, and uh, he played a lot of it like the early sections thinking like not having the best time thinking like this is just like the first game. This sucks. And then that Mm -hmm. the death, the mechanics surrounding death made it a lot more palatable in 2020 Mm -hmm. than the original game than dark descent did. Uh Cause I died once in dark descent so far. I think i died twice, but one time it was just cause I was like kind of goofing around showing the game to my partner and an enemy was there and I was like, just fucking kill me. And just kind of like, Ran at him, mm-hmm. um, monsters. Because I'll
1: suck my dick. Yeah,
3: the <laughs> enemies in in Dark Descent are still very spooky. From a, they're stalking you and around corners and stuff. But when you get them like full view, they're it's not very scary. Once you get over the initial shock of like, oh, there's an enemy there.
0: And they they, they a, look
3: kind of goofy. Yeah, their models have not aged super well. Um. Anyway, the one time that I died when I was actually trying to progress, um, it, it I like I had the item I needed. I had picked up an item mm-hmm. and I had the item that I needed and I was back at the beginning of the area. So it wasn't the worst, but mm-hmm. it, it, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to replay the sections over and over again. It sounds like, yeah. uh sounds like rebirth has an interesting way of handling that based on what Klepik was saying.
0: Yeah. I, I'm not sure what that actually looks like. The part I'm at is more, uh, like I said, it seems more scripted Um yeah. and it seems more like we're introducing you to the creatures or whatever, or the creature I'm, um, you know, uh, a lot of jump scares, but nothing. Do, I, you, I haven't, I'm, I don't think I'm in danger yet. Would
3: you that say makes it, sense. it earns its jump scares? Cause that's something about dark descent that I think it does a good job with.
0: Um, I, I don't think they're there to be cheap. Like, Oh, we just want to scare you. I think yeah. it is there to like, give you the sense of like, Oh, you do not know. Like, something scary is going on here because yeah. they're not just like it's more it's more you see something going across like what the yes. hell was that cool. or cool. and there ha- there have been some like sure. oh this thing just jumped up against a window that i'm next to and it screamed and then
3: it like went away but those it's, are more like
0: some uh, of that uh, yeah
3: some of that builds atmosphere in a way that's fun and cool like mm-hmm. you know like the infamous dog's bursting through the window in the first Resident Evil. That's a good jump scare because it's like it's 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 opera. It's using the tension that it's building. um, Yeah. And and it's sort of a release valve to an extent like until dawn Mm -hmm. is incredible in the way that it handles Mm -hmm. jump scares. um, Yeah. So it's not that I don't think that that jump scares can be delivered in a way that's just fun. But one of the things that Dark Descent does that's really good is it'll give you a scare a jump scare that doesn't present immediate danger. It'll be like mm-hmm. a, like a bellow or something, or like mm-hmm. just like a noise that sounds far off. That's very ominous mm-hmm. and it scares you because it's surprising, but then also it's, it instills some dread as well. And I, I like that about mm-hmm. the way that it uses yeah. jump scares quite a lot.
0: I have not had like, yeah, it's there. This game does dread well. Uh And I think, they created the character is responds to it and acts terrified. Well, uh, I can't remember if just Daniel and yeah. dark descent, how much he reacts to what's going on around him.
3: It's pretty good. I mean, he, his breathing is really good. That's the thing mm-hmm. he does is he does like the, <sighs> like it's <laughs> that the, whoever yeah. the, the actor that portrays him is, has really good. Um, yeah. Ability to breathe in a scared way. Uh, mm-hmm. And as someone who has, again, like in the past, I was much less skeptical of of supernatural phenomenon mm-hmm. and been in situations where I thought things were happening and got very scared. I would mm-hmm. say that it's a pretty good, um, uh, uh like it, they do a good job of portraying that. But um, mm-hmm. I've heard it's even yeah. better in Rebirth.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like I they just the character it responds in a believable way. I think which is just going. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Or, you know, stuff like that. we like, oh, there is a, I don't, I, where the fuck am I? and You know, stuff like that. Where I'm like, yeah, nope, that's, that's what I'd say in this situation. Uh, which is very funny and like relatable for the first time ever in a horror game, kind of.
3: There's something, um, about the character that I'm not going to spoil because I just checked the Steam page and they don't say it. Um, it's kind of been all over some of the buzz and marketing, but. The mm-hmm. character is um, one of the kind of facts about her situation, I'll say, which I think probably makes it pretty obvious if you've been playing it. Although I guess maybe they haven't gone into it yet, Andre, where you are, because I don't know how early they talk about it, but uh,
0: does it have anything to do with the name of the game.
3: <laughs> yes. Um, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, from what I have heard, handled in a way that has not been handled this well. In hmm. games before Okay, um, okay. I, I'm just We need to talk about this because I just want to say This so yeah, yeah. it's minor spoiler. The, the, it's, Yeah it's so minor, minor this
0: is Like you get this like an hour into it's, the game yeah yeah Uh the Character is pregnant Um and you Have a button to check on the Baby yeah yeah <laughs> Where that You like you look down and Like you hold your stomach and you hear the Heartbeat of your baby I don't Know what like significance that has to gameplay yet if any or if it's just like you know is it like a death stranding rock the baby type thing and that you know that has gameplay significance but um I yeah that
3: was just a oh okay i think it helps your fear level i don't think that's Maybe. an enormous spoiler I'm, i, I i'm not I'm but not i don't sure. know for sure uh, I played but it possibly Maybe that that would make sense i think it's like calming so it helps you helps mm, you bring your fear might. down a little bit um, but, but, uh, from what I've heard, um, like again, most of this has come from Patrick lepic cause I've kind of avoided a lot of other, um, mm-hmm. coverage, but, but he seemed to indicate that it handles that really well. And as a parent of two young children, I think he probably, I mean, he's not a woman, so he can't, <laughs> he no. can't give that perspective, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, observationally, at least it sounds like my point is it doesn't sound like they do anything super fucking gross with that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so that's encouraging to me, because I think that's mm-hmm. an interesting... Playing a pregnant woman in a horror game is something that I go, oh no, this could go bad. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: I also
3: yeah. find a very interesting concept, so I'm excited about
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there are some definite things where I'm like, "That, this is not good for you. you that should not have happened to you.
3: I, and I don't, <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying I don't get the impression... I don't really have an impression one way or other as to whether or not things are just normal about that pregnancy as time goes on. So I'm not trying to say that I think it, but it it doesn't like cast her as some kind of like victim or something. I mean, it's, it's it's not, it doesn't do the thing that a lot of media does with pregnant women.
0: Um, You know, it's just it's a lot of like, oh, you should not have fallen down this like deep cave hole and like slid for 20 meters, uh, you know, and got bounced around. That this does not seem healthy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, I I am curious to see how they handle that, Uh, because, yeah, it's it's the first time I've seen like kind of this portrayal. Her name is Tazzy. Tri- Triana Trianon? I don't know. Um, I also think it's Tazzy, funny but-
3: when if if you haven't played Amnesia: The Dark Descent in a long time, I don't think this is a spoiler for either game at all. Um but there's some memory some yeah, ironically, there's some memory stuff with like remembering mm-hmm. the story of the first game. You were kind of like, I don't think it's really connected to the first game. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> The yeah. notes in the first game talk about Algeria all the fucking time, which yeah, is like, where oh, okay. yeah. where rebirth takes place, which is revealed like right off the bat. Um, uh,
0: what what is the date? On, do, are there dates on anything in Dark Descent? There must be.
3: Totally, it's like the eighteen forties. Um, okay, this is like nineteen thirties. Like yeah, thirty seven. Yeah. The time is definitely so time is definitely passed way sure. later. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's part of why. Daniel doesn't have like guns and shit in, in dark descent is because the guns suck. So even though he's yeah. like a, it makes sense in this game, you know, your circumstances are such that you might not, you just, you just don't have them. Daniel mm-hmm. could totally have brought guns to this castle, but they, they're shitty guns. So why? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the, that's amnesia. Uh, and I don't know, next week I intend to play at least one more spooky game. Uh, because yeah. the new Dark
3: Pictures anthology game will be out. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. I, I, we, we didn't play Man and Madan. I think it's on Game Pass still. So uh,
0: if you get it on Steam, you do get like a buddy thing. Uh, but I, I did you say that uh, I don't think we're going to play wouldn't want to play the co- co-op.
3: She, she might like doing that at some point. I think we would rather just sit together on the couch and play well, the mm-hmm. way we played until Dawn. It was kind of one of those like early things we did as a couple that was like, yeah, like one of those sort of formative experiences for us i guess um and mm-hmm. our relationship so i think we would probably just want to um sit on the on the couch together and play man of medan um yeah. and sort of it I, is. I drove when we played until dawn cuz she had done it before but i could see us oh. passing the controller back and forth a little bit mm-hmm. for man of medan but
0: it's not super long either but and there's like a b-side playthrough uh which is interesting but yeah so, kind of, in, so like you could drive on one, she could drive on the other, something. It does not yeah, look the, yeah. like it's on Game Pass, though.
3: Yeah, I guess it do, it's not. I think it was at one point and I missed it, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, you can probably get it for cheap now, but yeah.
3: Uh-huh.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, so let's see on Steam. How much is Man of Madon? Uh, it's 30 bucks right now. Yeah, it's a terrible <laughs> But you can, it looks like you can get a bundle with uh, the next one for like. Uh, off on the bundle so cool I might wait until the actual game coming out next year so
3: uh, I might wait on the um, the actual purchase of it to see if they do a sale when the the new one comes out yeah it's possible
2: yeah
0: All right. well that's uh, that's games this week that means it's time
3: for the news News alert. Time for the news. That's our new news thing. The news,
0: news, 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 news. Kenneth Miller, news, news.
3: Tell me the news. You snooze, you news. Oh, I want to snooze. I want to news. This week,
0: big news in the world of politics with uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, AOC, is that right? I can't even. I can't remember. I'm drunk. Forgive me. And Ilan Omar <laughs> uh, played. Is that right, Ilan? Ilhan. I have not. Yeah. I, Ilhan. Ilhan. Okay. I've yeah. never. I have yeah. literally never heard her name pronounced. Uh, Ilhan Omar played Among Us uh, with some prominent streamers, game streamers, and boy howdy, a whole bunch of people watch that. Uh, they did it uh, with the intent of getting out, getting people to vote, uh, convincing people to go out participate in the democratic process. Uh, however, democratic or undemocratic it may be, and at their peak, I think AOC stream had over four hundred and like sixty thousand people watching at one time, concurrent viewers. Yeah, concurrent, Is that correct? So, something around there. A whole bunch of other people, like, and that's not including the people watching Stream or H Bomber, H Bomber guy, or Jack.
1: Who else? Whole, or uh, like, all yeah, these people, yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 all these people. Corpse husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everyone's favorite now. Voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah. So all these people, uh, a whole bunch of people watching, and it seemed like a real good time. Uh. Yeah, I, I do not envy the people who were had to be grilled by AOC and Ilhan Omar. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it's like, just like watching those videos, like watching them in, watching AOCs, particularly in like Senate hearings, like going after pharmaceutical executives or, you know, whoever it is of Mark Zuckerberg. It's like I do not want to be on the other end of that. I just do not.
3: So uh, yeah, yeah that's... it was it was a great stream. I I think um, the thing that was so cool about it was just seeing how they use that platform to connect with people who maybe like there are a lot of people who don't vote, unfortunately. And um, while I'm certainly not trying to like generalize about gamers, I think that there's a lot of like younger, eighteen to twenty four year old people who might really be into streamers like Pokimane and Jacksepticeye and stuff who just don't get around to it. That's not like malicious on their part, but a lot of younger people just don't have that like instilled in them that like voting is a key part of, of like, you know, exercising your rights to vote is a really important thing. Um, So I think it's just awesome that they, that they did that because it really, I think it means something. I'm sure that they got more people to vote by doing it. Yeah, that's the and hope.
0: Uh they were it, talking to people from Canada uh and the UK and stuff like that, asking questions like what is it like to go to the doctor and not worry about going bankrupt. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it was a very human stream. Like it was yes. a very just like mm-hmm. it was personable and relatable and it it made it less um like I think if you're looking at politics and you're looking at the TV, you're looking at C-SPAN, like, it's hard to personify the people on the other end of that. Like, it's mm-hmm. that you're kind of just watching politics. You're forgetting yeah. about the human element, but this was pure human mm-hmm. element with the same people. And it was just, yeah. it, it, it was very great in that sense.
3: I think it was good too to see, you know, I don't, I'm of the opinion that everything's political. I think that we have to vote for Joe Biden to, to get Trump out of office. I'm pretty open and, and willing to, to say that out loud um, and use a platform to push that. Um, I think a lot of times you see popular streamers and I'm not going to name anyone in particular because I don't watch their streams regularly, but you see popular streamers um, kind of not engaging with that part of, they might say, Oh, go vote. um, But they're not necessarily engaging with that part of the, the, the political conversation. And I think, I mean,
0: a lot of the streamers that were part of this stream were like kind of avoided politics, uh, that's what I'm this, getting at. And yeah. yeah.
3: And so I think it's great to say to those communities, even if it loses them some viewers, I mean, in, in the United States right now, we are in a deep crisis. This is not, we're not in a place right now where you can like say like, Oh, you don't have to be political. Like we're in a situation right now where if you are a Trump supporter, you shouldn't really be welcome in, in fun spaces, period done. Like it, It. it that's that in, in years past, that would have felt very harsh to say, but we're currently talking about like really important subjects. And if he wins another four years, a lot of people are going to die. So we don't really have the luxury of like avoiding placing ourselves on the political spectrum. And I thought I was really emboldened to see a lot of streamers, even ones who aren't from here and maybe don't have the responsibility Mm -hmm. to do that sort of take a side. Cause I mean, if you're even appearing on a thing with, with, with Ilhan and, um, and, and AOC, Yep. then you're showing kind of what side of the equation you're on. Um, and she was yeah. not vocal throughout the stream about who to vote for, but early on and kind of at the end, she talked about how we need to vote Trump out of office and vote for Joe Biden and stuff. Um, mm. which is incri- also important for her to say, cause while I have a lot of respect and understanding for people who are, um, feel politically disenfranchised and I would never talk at someone about how they need to vote. Um, I can only share my beliefs. Um, I think there are a lot of young people who are bitter and feel disenfranchised because of that. And I think I would say, if you are the kind of person who another four years of Trump isn't going to have as much of a direct effect on, you're not really in a position to, like, use your vote as like a to not vote out of spite, if that makes any sense. Um, I think there are people who have been disenfranchised by the system who I super respect why they want to use their vote in a way that they think is the most impactful for them and their communities. But like, if, if you, if, if you, if you're like me, (laughs) you really should do the right thing here. Um, as, or the right thing for you, I think is to, to use your vote to get Trump out of office because a lot of people don't have that luxury. So, um, I think it was good to, to for them to kind of make that clear with, with their appearances and stuff.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it showed outside of like our current political climate. uh, I think it shows an intense amount of savvy and makes me hopeful for like yes. a new generation of politician yeah. that like, I can relate to and can relate to me and understands, you know, not like, Oh, gamers rights or anything like that. But like somewhat, you know, uh, you know, seeing young people who are aware of what's going on and how to actually connect because, you know, looking at fucking Nancy Pelosi and like, Oh, here's my giant freezer full of ice cream. Like what, who, what the fuck is wrong with
3: you? Yeah. There's a total lack of, of, connection to everyday people that a lot yeah. of older politicians have um yeah. even somebody i mean I, I don't think it's in nearly the same way but even somebody like bernie sanders i don't expect yeah. him to know like what yeah. it's like to i don't expect him to know what it's like to climb out a bronze in league of legends you know yeah, which, yeah like, exactly
1: all, like something about that stream which made it relatable again um, was Elon. um she at one point was stuttering and has having issues and she's like, oh sorry, I think it's because my Wi Fi is kind of crappy. And it's like, Yeah. That's 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 the kind of like just everyday normal thing you want to see from a representative in office.
3: Yeah. (laughs) And I think the thing about, you know, it's just like it's this constant thing I think about. Like they're just games, but they're also not just games. When you understand like cultural context and like what media people are consuming you're, it helps you understand society better, right? Like uh-huh. AOC playing league of legends doesn't make her a better politician from a like understanding policy perspective. But when you uh-huh. underst- when you've interacted with the kind of toxicity that exists in that environment, it, it does help you understand more about the human condition and where we're at societally. Uh-huh. And obviously it's a global game. It doesn't necessarily all pertain to us society and politics. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I think in a lot of cases, I mean, this is a, that's a hyper-specific example, but I think she understands better how toxic the internet is than somebody like Mitch McConnell who <laughs> doesn't fucking know anything about what happens in down his street, yeah. even. Like, he lives yeah. in a bubble, basically, and mm-hmm. just does things to make people money. Um, and
0: that's so important now as things like, and the government doing antitrust stuff with Google and yeah, Apple exactly. and looking at these companies, and you need politicians who understand how the internet works and because we've seen time and time again with like these hearings from facebook where you see like these older politicians asking the most asinine nonsensical questions and then you see someone like aoc just grilling these people on the most like on like very direct things that like you know the people are like caught off guard they don't know how to answer and we need more people with that kind of yeah. skill set and if we can get more people young people invested and engaged in voting and seeing hey you can have someone like this in office we're going to get more of those people across the country and have a more representative uh you know representative democracy
3: and we just need people who understand we need someone who can look at TikTok for example and go well, this is a this Chinese is what this company, is. Yeah. and go okay. There's certain concerns that are valid to have about a company, a Chinese company, data harvesting via TikTok. That's there's there's real issues there. But we need someone who's going to look at it and say, "What is this doing socially? Let's look at how we can regulate it," and understands that world rather than just saying, "Well, shut it down. It's Chinese." And so, <laughs> it, I think it, it that needs- that. it
1: it needs to be more than a boogeyman
3: yes and i think we need people who understand that like riot games makes a fuckload of money they make so much money and they're and so when they sign a deal with a saudi prince that's something that politicians in this country should understand to know about and like Mm -hmm. get the context of like so i think it's important going forward um and i think it shows that like the and 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 honestly i mean i don't like uh I don't like some of the people that she mentioned, but like she talked about how Justin Amash was texting her and saying he was watching the stream and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. and he's a libertarian. I don't agree with him. I think he's kind of dipshit, Mm. but (laughs) in some ways it is cool even to see that there is like some, it's a point of commonality between younger politicians too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, I hope that that, I hope that, that it, that it continues and I hope we see more stuff like this. Uh, And I hope that, we see more, game, more politicians coming to Twitch on Twitch viewers' terms rather than trying to just make it another outlet for mm-hmm. delivering a stump speech, which is what Bernie yeah. and, and, and Biden mm-hmm. have yeah. kind of done so far with it. Gamers rise
0: up. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so unrelated to the stream itself, uh, and we don't have this written down in our news, but uh, a few days after the stream, a bunch of right-wingy Trump supporters hacked or started hacking and DDoSing the Among Us servers. I don't
3: know if I saw God. that. Either. It's unbelievable how stupid you have to beat it. I don't like, even
1: I don't yeah. understand. I think it's very stupid also this but is what like, I'm
3: saying yeah. <laughs> I don't want to dumb we don't have to give it that much time. It's just No, dumb. but I think it just it's it's reinforces the point though that like if you're listening to this and you live in the United States and you're trying to figure out what to do. We really do we're past the point of like <laughs> political niceties and civility and shit like this. It's, it's ridiculous. They're the stuff that they're putting out there is just fucking stupid. And you really should vote out, vote Trump out of office. (laughs) We really, Mm -hmm. really need to do that. It's my dad told me that he bought almost $600 in groceries because the other day, because he's concerned because Michigan was rated as a state that has a high probability of militia related violence over the next three weeks. Like,
1: and that, as someone who is not American, that makes no sense to me. Like, it, that I think it's a little like overblown. Reality.
3: I don't think <laughs> that there's going to be militias in the streets shooting at people because I think they're all chicken shit. But, um, but no. you have to be careful. I mean, you have to keep in mind a lot of that stuff. Uh, where are,
0: was it, where was like, the militia trying to kidnap the governor? Minnesota? Minnesota? That's, Michigan. No, that's Michigan. Okay. That's yeah, where my, yeah, that's, so, that's where my family
3: lives. So, and now again, I think a lot of that is you know, people talking up a big game, I don't I don't think yeah. that, that they may have tried to go through with it. I don't know. Usually militias yeah. are pretty incompetent and they're fairly cowardly. I, I don't but, know.
0: Like being from Oregon where a militia which is another took state over on that list. They, yeah, uh, took over like a national wildlife refuge for, you know, like a month or more. Uh you know, they they'll do shit. It'll be fucking stupid, but they'll do yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Um so, you know, and, uh, and, and, and people and, die in the process yes. and it's, yeah. it's, you know, tragic, but like it's just people come from out of state and pull stupid shit. And it's, yeah, these people are dangerous and we need need to,
3: yeah, that's kind you know, of get
0: rid of the people emboldening them.
3: Yeah. That's kind of what I was going to say too, is by saying, I don't, I think they're chicken shit. I still think they're dangerous. I think that Kyle Rittenhouse is, is a, child I mean he's no. a child and he's a he's a he's, he's a he's he's a he's he's a very scared child but he still shot someone to death so like yeah you, you do need to be aware that there are dangerous people out there in those groups yeah. anyway
2: <sighs> well let's,
0: let's keep on 20 minutes
2: no 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 it's not
0: <laughs> because we're not done because Sony oh, no. and all no. their timeliness released oh, yeah, a Black Lives Matter theme on the PlayStation yeah. Network for free. Um I, there's been, been some discourse around it. Uh it looks fu- it looks fine. Uh it so some of the discourse has been about they should the po- like the more positive discourse because I think there's been a lot of shitty discourse like oh you support Black Lives Matter, it's a terrorist organization, to fuck off. Uh about they should be doing more to support black creators uh, and like content creators and game developers and et cetera, et cetera. Who knows what they're doing behind the scenes. They haven't said anything about that stuff. And that's
3: a totally fair criticism. I will, uh, I cannot speak against that. Yeah. I mean, I would look at your Twitter timeline and look at the people on it that got PS fives for sure. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I I think blessing from kind of funny got one and I saw that. um, Who else was it?
0: there was i there was a
3: black woman i don't yes. remember her name um so yeah you know you you're getting it's not like they haven't they've only been giving them to white people but um it's uh, part of, that's, overwhelmingly, it's overwhelmingly part of
0: that is who are the prominent people in games media, too. And that's like part of cool. that is that, yeah. but yeah. And it's you know, it's <laughs> Sony has it's a chicken big, or the egg. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, who, I mean, who, Sony, Sony big, could be finding
3: people that are on the come up that are, I mean, there's yeah. tons of black creators that they could be working with. Um, yeah, and instead they chose to go with the bigger names, which are bigger names in part because of the privilege that you know, I mean, not that those people yeah. have worked hard, I think
0: you know, yeah,
3: there's plenty of. People who are really nice white people and good white people who are working in the industry, but you know what I mean. It's, yeah, it's yeah. I, I I think there's a point of criticism there that kind of ties in directly with definitely. This. And uh, but I think
0: so. Yes, all that being said, I think this it kind of st- that well, this definitely stems from the stuff over the summer with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And the protests, and you know, Sony made a statement. Microsoft kind of supported their statement. Nintendo made a statement, but that was kind of all we got. But then Sony to come out like four, or five months later uh, with this, um, with the skin. It. I'm not. I think my my reaction. Uh, the white, you know, white guy in his 20s. Who? Wh- what am I to be? Saying, uh, I think this kind of says to me that they're more—they're trying to be like more dedicated to it than more ju- than just a statement. They want to say, "Hey, we're this is still something we're thinking about." Maybe they don't have it perfect right now. Maybe they could have sent the PlayStation Five to more people, more Black creators, people of color. But this is still like this is a statement of purpose. Maybe. And, you know, by putting this message out there, they're at least getting a lot of people to tell on themselves and, yeah. uh, you know, make themselves, yep. oh, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm canceling my PS5 pre-order. Yeah, I'm going to get an Xbox. And I, my guy, Xbox, also <laughs> supports Black Lives Matter. I'm getting it, yeah. uh, at least I got a Switch, uh, Nintendo 2. Guess I'll get into tartan. nope, <laughs> they yeah. support it too.
1: Yeah, that whole thing uh, was dumb. But yeah. I-, I think for me with it being, Months removed from the catalysts and from mm-hmm. the actual like starts of the protest, it makes it feel as though it's not a performative act or it's not like, um, I don't know how to best phrase it, but had they released it within those same two weeks, that would mm-hmm. have felt pandering or maybe even disingenuous. Whereas yeah. I think this far separated, it seems as though it's being approached with, um, like a level head, and so, we're we're like, still
0: thinking about it, and we want to, you know, we're reiterating our support. Yeah, and
1: yeah. So, I, but I they don't they have a lot it, yeah.
0: more to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I don't see it as a negative. Like I think it is. It is easy to be cynical about it and say it's a corporation doing something that maybe is nothing. But at the same time, yeah. I I think it's more positive than negative. Like, yeah, I, and yeah. I, it's a net positive And I think it's. I'm glad they did it.
3: I think it's ultimately a yes and moment of like, this is good, but also mm-hmm. you have things you need to work on. And I also think sure. that the the angle of the it's a corporation just kind of doing something, the, the important part of that to keep in mind is just to always remember that Sony is still trying to make the most money they possibly can. Like, yep. if they thought that they would it would impact their sales of the PlayStation 5, for example, extremely negatively, if they did this, they would not do it. Um, they are not not. an altruistic organization. They're not out here to do social good. If they were, they would be doing it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so, so I do think it's important to keep that in mind at the same time. I think you're right, Alex. I think it's more positive than negative. And I think if, if, if it means that a hundred people can put this theme on their PlayStation and feel good about that and feel like they're being supported, that even though I, I still feel, I still have cynical feelings about Sony as a company and their motivations for doing it. I'm happy for those people. And I think it's a positive for them. And I think it's, I think the negative here is people who use this as a way to reinforce making PlayStation part of their identity as a person when PlayStation probably doesn't really care about them on an individual level, just realities of corporatism and capitalism. But I think it's still more positive than good or positive than negative.
1: Yeah. It's, and there's always going to be times when people weaponize fanboyism. Like that's just that's what it is. But yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I think with that we can finally wrap up our politics minute. Uh, <laughs> the 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 one minute of politics. Alex, yep. uh, good luck editing that down to the yep. one minute allotted. Yeah, you got a lot yeah, of it'll be, a bit, it'll be it'll be very concise. concise.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. Well, let's see. Okay, I, I've got two stories here that I'm just <laughs> not even going to touch. I I refuse. Uh, life is too short to talk about this
3: bullshit. Uh, I, I'll give it can't twenty. About, I'll give
1: it ten seconds. The Alex Hutchinson thing was extremely stupid and whatever. Fuck that stuff. That was dumb. She,
3: and and, and has been. It's been stupid for. That that dude has not ever said good stuff really. <laughs> I will uh, say
0: I had a rough week and it brought me a lot of joy for the first time over the week to watch everyone kick the shit out of this guy on Twitter. <laughs> 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 just mercilessly just murk this guy.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's it was all, uh, that's, that's all we really need to give it though. By the way, I wanted to just find in my Twitter t- it was Janet Garcia that did receive a
1: Oh, right, yeah.
3: A, a PlayStation 5. Mm. So that was the person that I was thinking of. Okay. Um, in addition right, to, right, right. to Blessing. So I, think, I think there was someone else, but maybe not. I don't know. But I it's can't very remember. possible. I just there's look there's a, a lot of people. Timeline.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's that. Uh, let's see. We got some Devolver Digital news. Uh, Crow Team, creators of Serious Sam and the Talos Principle, are now part of Devolver Digital officially. They've been... Um, yeah like absorbed merged bought i do
1: it's that yeah. part's not entirely clear but also i feel like crow team hasn't done anything particularly great and all. they while. just put out
0: the new serious Sam. Sound. sounds which, not very good but it doesn't sound very, very good.
1: good yeah
3: the talos principle is supposed to be very good it, it right? is good like i like people, talos principle i tried to get into it and there's something about the movement in that game that just doesn't mm. click with me it's yeah the, uh, the puzzles are good silly though. yeah yeah it's a silly reasoning it's just a
0: yeah I mean, but i mean you know there's so many games like if you don't like moving around i think I mean, that's I fair gush, enough.
3: i'm just saying because i gushed about phasmophobia for yeah that's an true hour, and that that's the movement true. in that game is very muddy and slow um <laughs> but you can't tell the puzzle to suck your dick exactly i mean well, you can but it yeah it but, it, but at, it doesn't it, respond. It won't respond it doesn't with respond the, with running at you with a cleaver so
0: <laughs> well, that's not what I, it's not what you're supposed to use uh, maybe. all right, so that's that's but, Crow yeah. Team.
1: Uh, <laughs> maybe they'll do something cool, but whatever.
0: Maybe, uh, yeah, you know what? I, I would say this is better than Crow Team going, like Oh crap, we made a bad, serious Sam game. Guess we Absolutely. have to close down and lay yes. everyone off. So, yes, if Devolver true. can uh, buy or you know, kind of absorb them and they have made good games them to make so. good stuff, then sure. you know, that's great. They have. Yeah. Let's see, let's see, we got. Next on the list is Frost Giant Studios, which is some yeah. ex Blizzard folks who worked on StarCraft Two and Warcraft Three are making a new RTS game. Is this part of that dream? The the thing from the previous weeks where, like Mike
1: Morheim, is that who it is? I, I don't think even it's actually know. a separate thing. I think this one is actually I think it's like backed by Riot to an extent. What? <laughs> it,
0: Riot doesn't what I... make
3: games. <laughs> <laughs> I... I: don't, It seems like every six months, ex-Blizzard devs are starting a studio to make something. Have, has anything ever come out of one of those efforts that hasn't ultimately I... been disappointing? I think the I, don't, I, don't, I, don't. I
1: think the Blizzard Exodus has only really been a thing within like the past six months to a year. Torchlight
3: was made by ex Blizzard people, like the sure. original. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's but, right. I think, I that think for that's more long time. That's, that's I think this more recent yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just Blizzard, think like, more, Torchlight is it's a It's to <laughs> yeah. uh, Torchlight is a great game too. The original one, yeah. So, apparently, three, there you go. Not, not my so own. Great. No, it's garbage. But the first one, very good. <laughs> but like. I just am thinking about like there was Torchlight, there was um uh Marvel Heroes, which is mm. was a good game, but then ultimately had kind of a sad ending. And there was um uh the space game, the space trucking game, Rebel Galaxy, which the first one was fine, and I thought the newer one was really disappointing. So it just seems like <laughs> it seems like there's so frequently like Blizzard folks going to work on something, and then it's like, eh, it's meh to disappoint mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
0: yeah. Well, you know, that's that's games, but yeah, yeah it looks like because a lot of backed, them are backed
1: like backed by Riot, so
0: they hopefully it'll be good. Like StarCraft two and Warcraft three are not the most modern games, so and like you know, not to say like oh they're gonna make an old ass game or something, but. You know, what does that, what does it mean in 2020 or 2022 or whenever that game comes out to be an RTS made by people with that pedigree? What does that look like?
3: Mm-hmm. Is it,
0: if it's backed by Riot, is it going to be a League of Legends
3: RTS? That would be very funny. They're invested. Like, Riot is an investor. They don't own them. So. No, no. That's, oh, okay. that's why i
1: by mean, backed by. Yeah. Yeah. I not, was just clarifying. Okay. Yeah, for sure.
3: Um, They, it looks like one of the studio heads is Tim Campbell, who worked on Wasteland 3 as well. Former game director of Wasteland 3. Uh, So,
1: yeah, it it could be cool. I don't know. We're not going to see for like two
3: or three years.
1: Yeah, but well, we'll see. Uh,
0: All right. Our next news story. Where'd my list go? Uh, Let's see. Oh. (laughs) Over in a quibby, quibby, Quibi Quibi? quibby, quibby Quibi is done. It's over. Why is this here? Who put this here? This is not. There is. There were. There were no very games limited on Quibi. amount. There was yeah. a very limited amount of gaming content, uh, which ended far before quibby uh, was deemed not sustainable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently the ceo god the ceo played like a song from trolls 2 was like or it was like told people like go listen to this song from trolls 2 to pick up your spirits after telling everyone they were laid off yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is
1: ridiculous
3: uh i pick found yourself out, up
0: i think was the name of the song or something
3: not uh not not to we don't have to go back to politics minute but <laughs> the two reasons that i heard about quibi in the past week were First, that the Joe Biden campaign was considering the CEO of Quibi for a cabinet position, and then oh, second, I... that Quibi was going out of business.
1: <laughs> Sick. Uh,
3: uh-huh.
2: And
0: yeah. guess what? That's because he got the cabinet position. Yeah, yeah, who knows? That's
3: why, for sure. I mean, the little uh, to make that decision. Uh, you, yeah, well, you
0: missed the. You were, I was going to say the last part is Joe Biden loses and Quibi's oh, done God, for. Yeah, oh, you,
1: you know it's. But yeah, yeah, the only reason that's on there is because we have had we had one person on this podcast who was very excited about Quibby.
3: I mean, I adore Sam and I would never want to to talk actual <laughs> shit about Sam <laughs> behind his back cuz I love I love the man. But Sam does kind of get excited about any new media initiative. <laughs> from any service or co- or anything That's <laughs> so it wasn't particularly surprising that Sam was excited about Quippy.
1: that thing seemed like yeah. it was a dud from the start though So it's not
3: it per- was a dumb idea from the mm-hmm. word yeah. go
0: so uh, the idea of some of the show ideas like we're going to just shoot a food at you out of a cannon and then wearing a blindfold you have to figure out what it is and then <laughs> recreate it that's the exact kind of shit I live for. Uh, yeah, certain sure. shows with dumb gimmicks, but also uh, apparently part of the reason they did like ten minute or eleven minute like episodes was so they could get around uh, get around SAG AFTRA or like union oh, rates. Because if it's less than like X amount of time, then it's like a they don't pay union rates. Yeah. So they, yeah, they, could yeah, it's stupid. Uh, it is shitty. So uh, rest and piss.
3: It is ironic. <laughs> uh,
0: Sorry to all the people who, yeah. you know, worked very hard and their livelihood relied on that, but, you know, fuck
3: the CEO. It it is very ironic. I literally read the news about Quibi the other day, got up and made lunch, and then was like because I'm doing writing heavy stuff for work, so I can't really eat and write. And mm. so I was like I wish I had a like 10 minute show of episode of something to watch <laughs> while I eat my lunch. <laughs> YouTube, baby. But there's nothing I was like, I don't know what I want. I ended up watching a Linus tech tips video and it was far better than any experience I would have had on Quibi. But <laughs> yeah. no offense to, to people like Ron Funches, who's very funny. But, um, but it was funny because like my initial moment was like, actually, I've found a time when I wish Quibi was good. <laughs> <sighs> uh could be, we, hardly,
0: we hardly knew ye because you weren't worth knowing. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think there's. Oh, we got our first glimpse of Tom Holland as Nathan Drake.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. The right? Nathan
0: Drake movie. Oh, I yeah. About and that. Uh, No Half Tuck. How yeah, do we feel I about the No Half Tuck?
1: Could not care less. All right. I mean, I'm also not an uncharted uh, fan, but. Um, it, he seems like he looks like Nathan Drake from those games, but younger and less jacked. Yeah. But whatever, it seems yeah. fine.
3: <laughs> no one is as jacked as Nolan North. True. True. Uh, the, the The picture of Nolan North and Tom Holland on set was kind of cute. That was funny. It was,
1: and Nolan North has gotten gray. Yeah. When did that happen?
3: <laughs> I think it happened at some point during the making of the Avengers game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: he didn't have to. He barely had to work. I just, I, it's not like it was a hard thing to like make. No, I not. don't know. Um, I will say the most work he did was that video where he said that Iron Man wears a mask. Uh, <laughs> that's a good video. God, the most work he put so in for funny. that. Money.
3: That's so funny. Um, the uh, the 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 thing I need someone to do. I have not yet had a, con- a conversation where someone has convinced me that an uncharted movie is worth making. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't, I mean all the best to Tom Holland, but I don't understand why that film was ever greenlit in the first place. And I sure shit don't understand why they're still making it now.
1: Cause well, so it you can watch a lot it, of money
3: and lots of people will go buy
0: it. And yeah. So it or will go be go contrasted
1: it, yeah. and compared with tomb Raider in a film class. Oh.
0: Yeah, I miss what you sure. said. I I froze. <laughs> I was <making laughs> as fun my of your internet film connection class. is.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's okay. You're just like you're yeah. Just in
0: like, uh, in five years, someone will watch Tom Holland in uh, that verse, it, and they'll compare it to Mila Jovovich in Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> to compare gen- gender present-
3: representation. <laughs> <laughs> we had a ghost oh, named Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, Not we, actually we named...
0: did. it was just Thomas
3: Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> Thomas Anderson.
0: Yeah. Uh. We we had like three ghosts named like something Brown. So like the, the Brown family like just brown. dying all over the place. Rip. Uh, y'all talked about how this the, the Avengers is delayed last time. I don't even. I can't even tell what time. Yeah. these new stories came. Yeah, out. I uh, think maybe. I don't know.
1: I, don't I, I think, think we then, did. But oh yeah, the, they're delaying the, the console
0: version. Gen. at some point yeah the, the next gen update is getting delayed but
3: it probably needs it, it but,
0: but I feel like that man I don't even know I don't what is time
3: uh, if knows? you were waiting to play the campaign of Avengers because you think it runs like shit on your PS4 and would like it to run less like shit I think you could still there's a case for wanting to play it on PS5 but the end game in that game is real bad so there's no reason really to want to keep pushing it on a uh, new console. They have a lot of work to do to make that game worth playing outside of the campaign. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I think far, far under our usual runtime, I think we can finally wrap it up. You missed In two like, news w- stories. Yeah,
3: you did miss uh, two news. I, I refuse. I, I refuse. will say, there's one,
0: one. One is like it's not even. <laughs> two, both neither of these news stories is worth discussing. Like, what is it even like? What I will what, say
3: that is worth one thing. I'll say that's worth it is. Um, one of the <laughs> designers of Fallout New Vegas is streaming this now retro sure. game okay. this weekend for charity. Um, Josh Sawyer. His streams are super enjoyable. He's my partner and my favorite streamer. Um, and he's, he's streaming some, he's streaming his mod that he made for new Vegas, uh, to play personally. <laughs> like he changed the settings on a lot of stuff so that it would be more fun for him personally to play the game that he worked on. Yeah. Uh, he's using that mod and, uh, streaming for charity. So go check him out on, on Twitch this weekend.
1: Yeah. And the, uh, a modding community group put out fallout Four new Vegas just a couple days ago in celebration. Is it actually the-
3: out or uh, is it just a thought it was. it was. I think. it was bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little It looks really good. bit of I little bit of a 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 little bit that a do bit of a little bit of a little bit of I little bit of a little bit of a little bit of I little bit of a little bit of to little bit of a so I have not I've started that game a few times, but I've never played it for more than a few hours. So maybe I'll mm-hmm. check that mod out at some point if it's really a, a faithful recreation of the original game's stuff. Yeah.
1: Seems cool. And yeah, also mm-hmm. Super Meat Boy is now ten years old. It's a retro game. It's weird. Super Meat Boy forever. Jeff
3: Grubb <laughs> is not correct. Ten years is not how long it takes for a game to become retro. I I mm, it's twenty years I, minimum. Mm, Look, they started playing Nirvana on can't. classic rock stations in the early 2010s. That's,
0: that's classic rock, not retro rock.
3: Yeah, it's, it's the same diff.
1: I think our last news story is the most important news story.
0: Talk to the hand. This is uh, the face. Don't want to hear it. Is that what that's going to do our it? Last news story for episode 144 of the Gaming Fix podcast <laughs> on October 24th, 2020. The people need to know. I have been. Your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite word they can't remember the definition of. It's. Sorry. You can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, (laughs) C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. And you can find the podcast on Twitter at FixPodcasts or on the internet at fix.space or podchaser.com slash gamingfix where you can leave us a review or iTunes or whatever podcast platform of choice you use that offers the ability to review a podcast. We really appreciate it. Pat, where can people find you?
3: It's like the ring. You can't, you gotta like, you don't want to spread it around. That's why we can't talk about that news story. Uh, (laughs) You can find me at PJC plays, uh, I've kind of started to promote it a little more. Um, we're, I'm doing a, uh, a stream for extra life in two weeks on November 7th. That's coming right up. Um, oh, yeah. it should be a fun stream. Cause I'm going to do, I'm going to fly around the world. Uh, I haven't practiced as much as I should have, but it'll be fine. I know how to fly planes. Um, and uh, it'll, last words. <laughs> it'll be fun because it's going to be chilled out. Um, hopefully I'm going to basically, the format's basically going to be park it in the discord. Um, in in our fixed discord, we'll get the, the link out to some people, some friends of the show. Uh, and, um, anyone who wants to come out can hang out, can just come and drop into the discord channel and, and chat while we fly around the world. And, um, and yeah, uh, It'll be a nice break from your other streams that you're watching that weekend. It's probably not going to be a stream that anyone wants to sit and watch for hours, but, um, but it'll be a fun fun one to flip through and check in on.
0: Yeah. And I believe at least some of us from the fix podcast will be checking in to
3: say hi and and see what's up. Depending on how things are going. If like, I don't know there, there's, there's stuff I can do while flying a plane that uh yeah
0: maybe maybe we can get in like a jackbox stream exactly, or something like, at the same like, time
3: play some jackbox or some among us or something like that if if uh if there's interest and if if there's um there's time to do it
0: all right and alex where can people it, find you don't you dare say it it doesn't
1: even look like a pie <laughs> like i don't know oh what god. it is but that's it's not a pie
3: oh my god <laughs>
1: Oh my god! <laughs> but it, it, it's not a pie. I need and a mod. They, they they cut it open and it just looks like turd. I need a mod. Stay wet,
3: gamers. For phasmophobia, <laughs> that just has Wario as a ghost, and uh, and and after he fucking died. Uh, oh yes! And he just goes, "Oh my god!" To your ears <laughs> as the jump scare.
1: Have the, have those videos still been going out?
3: I don't. don't know. People I still been making them. The, I don't think. I think I came to it a long time after it was already done. <laughs> Andre looks like. He's and going that's to gonna do it to die. <laughs> I, again, I figured that would be kind of the fade out. Like. Yeah. No. Out. Yeah.
0: No. Well, I I thought it was gonna be fade out on the pie, but then you started talking about Wario, and then it's just all. Yeah.
3: Look, no one's forcing you to be on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, <laughs> stay wet.
0: Gamers means
3: the podcast is ending. You can't. That's you can make that statement because you're just inviting more shit like this to to happen. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week
0: with another episode of Gaming Fix podcasts. Bound to be rain a or shine. <laughs> and Mash. Jeff's gonna be on. And mash bangers and mash baby
1: oh bangers i thought you were talking about the korean war hospital television program
3: i started thinking about alan the theme alda from mash but then the theme from law and order played in my head for some reason <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh don't
3: man. know why that is
1: imagine alan alda but as a, a, a one of the lawyers
3: sure sure I can see it I had to learn to play the theme from M.A.S.H. for a, a guitar class. A guitar. <laughs> the podcast is over. This is just talking. <laughs> I, I don't
0: think it is. I don't think it is. I don't th- No, uh, it's not. I need to go to bed. It's. I don't think the podcast <laughs> is over.
3: I had to learn to play the theme from M.A.S.H. for a jazz guitar class, and I had to write a solo to play in the middle of it, and it was a lot of fun. Your the theme side is painless? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Goodbye, Goodbye everybody.
2: Goodbye. <laughs>